0: Okay, let's get started. Hey, me. Riley.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Well, when you hear us say each other's names like that, it means that it's officially turtle time. That's right. Um,.
0: Did you get a haircut? I did. It looks nice. Really? BravoCon haircut?
1: Yeah. I didn't <laughs> want people to see me with old an old haircut. When Bedraggled? Come... Bedraggled. I didn't want to look like how I used to look right before the haircut. Did you just notice now? or do you want to I it? noticed
0: earlier, and then I didn't mention it at first, and then I was like, I'll wait, and then everyone oh, will know. That's sweet.
1: Yeah, please. <laughs> if you want to see, get a little look at what's going on with my hair, please look on YouTube.
0: Yeah, subscribe. That would be awesome. Comment. Uh, review.
1: Yeah. Do you think it's okay for the BravoCon audience? <laughs>
0: your haircut. Yeah. Yeah. I
1: mean, for if if <laughs> someone wants to like do a shot with us, you think they'll know who I am? Yeah. Still.
0: Are you gonna wear a hat that or show I- off your haircut?
1: I'm gonna say, um, both? you know what? I'm probably gonna do both. Yeah. A hat. What? Are, what about you?
0: Yeah. I guess I'll bring all of my Bravo hats. I have, I have our Grigio girl hat. I have pump sir and schwartz and sandys okay
1: so you think you might be wearing a hat maybe okay do you think we'll be recognizable if there's any little turtle cuties out in the wild like you and i, I... they spot us do you run over would you if a little turtle cutie hypothetically wanted to party with us <laughs> would you chug a beer with them or i mean or whatever Pino you grigio. Would... yeah pinot grigio yeah for sure okay that's nice
0: uh who <laughs> we're bringing you... the shotski oh right yeah
1: how are we gonna? Are we just gonna strap that to our back and walk around with it? I know.
0: Maybe we should make fashion a strap.
1: That'd be kind of fun.
0: Like have it on each end with a strap.
1: That I think we would um, look. I don't know, cool. Yeah. Right with that.
0: I mean, I think we could make it just with like ribbon. What do you mean? Like just tie it and then like leave slack and uh, put oh. it across body. Okay. Yeah. Like a bow and arrow. Okay.
1: Yeah, I think that would be good. <laughs> um, well, are you excited for BravoCon?
0: i'm kind of afraid
1: me too i'm i'm so afraid of my expectations for it yeah like and like i don't know i have i have like this i think i have too high of expectations Mm -hmm. i'm a little worried like we were talking about line culture and like waiting lines and stuff and if it's just like you and i are like in the summer house or whatever that like summer charm
0: house rules charm
1: house rules panel and we're like last in line and it's like you know you wait like three hours to get into it yeah and then like you can't even get in i'll be like oh my god yeah bravo this was a rough <laughs> BravoCon experience
0: my expectations are very low they are yeah i'm just like i have no expectations i'm just gonna show up
1: do you think that epitomizes you and i's um <laughs> outlook on life maybe <laughs> so you have low expectations maybe i should lower mine
0: yeah it's fun down here
1: it is because then you never get hurt Right. Whereas for me, I'm always constantly hurt and brought down by (laughs) real life.
0: Yeah. If you're not vulnerable, no one can hurt you.
1: Wow. Oh my God. that's, That's beautiful. The thing that makes me really worried is that like I heard that last year's BravoCon, no offense to Bravo and BravoCon, but I heard that it was like a little mini like fire fest. Yeah. And then I saw that video that I showed you where it was like, Never forget when the crowd at BravoCon saw thought that Dorit Kimsley was around the corner and it showed like everyone <laughs> abandoning the line and running full force to go get a glimpse of Dorit Kimsley. I couldn't
0: believe that. Do you was that real? I don't know. I feel like it could have been I don't know. Like we're waiting the, in line for something. Right. Yeah.
1: Because it's, it's the Darit it being Dereet is yeah it, it was, was like beyond
0: funny. beyonce level right <laughs> there's no way
1: yeah i think uh, yeah i mean it would be so funny if it was but i don't think that was true but i think this will be much more well managed obviously if Firefest was going to happen again yeah they would put on a much better show and yeah. the same for bravo yeah
0: vegas is built for this sort of thing so hopefully they know what they're doing is it yeah.
1: Oh, conventions. Yeah. Oh, right. They for sure. Do it all day long. For sure. I. I was just thinking. I've never waited in line for anything. But you're right. Conventions uh, are definitely on.
0: Watch what happens live. Uh, last night, um, they were talking about the bunny, the Kim Richards Lisa Rinna bunny. Yeah. And uh, Teddy MalenCamp was like, "Where is it? Like, it's not in here." And Andy was like, "Oh, it's already at BravoCon." So they're getting all set up. That's
1: yeah. I mean, that's amazing. Did you think it was odd when Teddy asked Andy where uh, Ryan's iconic uh, dick pic hat was
0: at? (laughs) Andy hated that. I thought... He got mad. I know. At first, I thought
1: Teddy was sliding um, Ryan's dick pic
0: hat. (laughs) Well, I think Andy was confused because at first, it was very confusing the way she was saying something about a dick pic, and then she goes... I guess she was talking about the the hat, but she—it kind of sounded like "Where's your dick, pick Andy?" or something. Like it was confusing, and he was like, "The look on his face was one of disgust." He was disgusted
1: the entire (laughs) anytime Teddy said anything.
0: Why did they even have them on together?
1: I think someone said that Kyle demands that you know she has a a supportive (laughs) friend there.
0: He was like ready for her to shut the fuck up every time she spoke.
1: But I thought it was I. I don't know. I'm not a Teddy hater Mm. and I I don't really feel the way that most people, I think she's over hated for some reason. Yeah. Every time Andy like looked at her like (laughs) to his garbage on his, on a set, I was just thought it was really mean.
0: If anything that makes me wonder like what's going on with her that, what does he know?
1: I think maybe he doesn't like people that were forsaken by the Bravo system and then comment on it, like mm-hmm. Bethany and stuff. And yeah. so the fact that Teddy has now aligned herself as, like, she's, a, you know, commenting on everything, and maybe he just, like, resents the things she says about everyone, knowing that she's, like, spurned. Right. And so she feels like she can do whatever she wants. I mean, it does say it seem like her takes on everything are really off. Right. And, and so many people do hate her, like, Uh, actual cast member so maybe i'm just wrong
0: right i mean it is a little bit like i mean i thought she was a flop housewife but like um it's also interesting that on the show itself she was kind of just like flop energy but then outside of the show she says like the most bold things you know like she was she accused sutton of carrying vodka around in her bag and yeah um what was the other there was one like major like uh, shade thing that she said um i forget I mean, one we'll of them get but, to that but um i don't know i'm just like where was this energy before you know i
1: think she knows now that she needs to be more vibrant yeah if she ever has the potential to be still in the bravo space but... i mean
0: you can't love that she has partnered for life with tamra
1: no <laughs> no personally i don't i don't understand that connection at all mm-hmm. um But, yeah, I don't know. I just, maybe I got to rewatch all of like Teddy's scenes and and try to understand. No, you don't. Really? Well, the seasons that she was on, I mean, she was on for like four seasons, right?
0: I don't want that for you. Okay, damn.
1: All right. Well, okay. So maybe, (laughs) I mean, maybe the world is right on Teddy and I'm just wrong, but I still think Andy's like disgust, like actual disgust at everything she said was a little Over the too top. much for me yeah
0: sometimes andy really can't hide what he's thinking
1: when she said that where's your dick pic hat as if it was an iconic <laughs> legendary thing
0: is that what she meant that it was iconic and it I should be yes and because... then he was like uh and then he was like it's in the control room i was like
1: Ugh! <laughs> but, then, but then i'm like wait i feel that way about that shitty dick pic hat. Yeah. so maybe i should like that andy said that yeah so i don't know i was very um I was confused as to how to feel in his interactions with Teddy.
0: Right. Well, he also, like, loves Kyle. So, like, in comparison, it was, like, you know, very clear. Um, I also loved – I mean, we're going to talk about this – The Watcher Happens a little bit, like, it's news up front, but then we'll talk about it in conjunction with Beverly Hills later. Right. But I think my favorite part was um, he kept asking, like, Lisa Vanderpump questions because, obviously – kyle was super close with her and then teddy's the reason that all that shit went down whatever and they said that the last time that they were out um kyle sent a bottle of wine to lisa's table because they were at the yeah. same restaurant and lisa sent it back Amazing. and then another time lisa sent her dinner bill to kyle's table and left <laughs> and they were like lol so shady uh, like teddy was like that was fucked up and andy was like that's hilarious like he was like she's being cheeky right and kyle was like isn't it always cheeky with lisa yeah
1: i mean (laughs) to be at that restaurant and to have seen lisa do that would have been one of the coolest things in the world is
0: that just like the wait staff will just let you do that like you're just like send them my bill bye i was was just gonna
1: say (laughs) i would love to do that
0: yeah i think they
1: allow it I think as long as you know who the person is and you can state their name, Uh uh, you can give them your (laughs) bill
0: i just usually it's the opposite you say like hey like to that table i'm gonna pay their bill right but saying send my bill that over was, there
1: yeah it was nice to see that this feud is still simmering between it was probably
0: WWE. yeah they they didn't say where it was but maybe it's a place that they both go to like all the time right. you know so like they know each like whatever
1: i was surprised that uh
0: lisa's gonna be at
1: BravoCon. i didn't yeah. see her
0: on the official list oh we okay. might get to see
1: lisa That'd running be around
0: I mean Vanderpump Al Paris should do something special. I don't think that Erica Jane's doing a show that weekend. Oh, she's not. Which I mean may I guess she'll be busy, but that also seems like idiotic to not it would be sold out every single night.
1: Well, do, are are we going to be too busy to be doing extra crick uh <laughs> <laughs> Are, are we okay? be too busy to do <laughs> are we going to be too busy to do stuff outside of the BravoCon sanctioned events? Like why would we
0: probably, but it just I think it would be an it would definitely sell out don't you think
1: uh yeah well i guess i don't i just feel like so, there's gonna be so much for people to do that weekend that i guess but I like don't know, people but-
0: from all over the country are flying to vegas and one of the housewives has a full-on review show <laughs> like everyone would of course go to that yeah I guess or maybe right. she wasn't allowed to do it because it's not like the bethany clause they're like you're booked with us this weekend you're not allowed to do a show that we don't profit off of that weekend. Yeah, you I know? really
1: don't know. Yeah, I mean, maybe. Because you, if you think about it, imagine how many Bravo celebrities would schedule their own events outside of the Bravo system to yeah. maximize you know how many people would come to an event because yeah. we're all Bravo Remember? fans. So That's
0: what Candy said about like Chocolate City or whatever it was called. Like, she was to, like, if you are going to do it, do it during BravoCon. Right, like which, a little bit
1: of business advice. Yeah. Yeah, so you're right. Maybe Bravo just says you can't do outside stuff this weekend we want all eyes and focus on our sanctioned events yeah so kyle can't host like a lover boy event at total wines outside of you know just outside of bravo after dark he
0: should do that on like thursday right be smart be smart kyle we know he's (laughs) smart but um yeah yeah. he was great on his watch what happens yeah he Um, was great andy clearly loves him
1: actually he loves him so much and um I had never known uh Brian yeah. Benny before. That's his name, Brian yeah. Benny. Yeah.
0: They were fun together. He um yeah, I have goodwill towards him.
1: Did you, had you known him? Do you have experience? I haven't with watched him? Family Karma. Okay, so yeah. your only experience with him is what mine is. Yeah. Oh, he was great.
0: Yeah, especially compared to that Alex guy. Oh, you don't like Alex? I'm terrified of him. Why? He seems like he's capable of dark things. Oh, my
1: God. Well, we'll talk about that <laughs> during Winterhouse, so stay tuned with us. Well, so anything to talk about about that watch what happens live that was sort of explosive in people's minds, the Kyle Richards and, and Teddy?
0: I mean, Kyle really bared her soul there. Mm-hmm. Um, Andy forced her you know he asked very upfront questions and she chose to answer them which I respect you know and she was kind of saying like oh my god Andy why are you doing this to me but it also felt like she was ready to have the floor like she knew coming in that she was gonna have to answer those things but she was like not really evasive she kind of you know said things straight up
1: right so in the interim since last week's turtle time um, Mauricio and his dance partner her name's emma slater right mm-hmm. is she a fixture of dancing with the stars
0: do you know i'm not sure but i think most of them have been on for a while like
1: they're all like like dancing talent on that yeah. show yeah so people think that because mauricio and emma went to a sushi restaurant after um one of their rehearsals i guess mm, Sushi was, sounds good sushi does right now
0: yeah oh my god Let's i was order like mmm sushi if i pause this now we put in an uber Eats sushi Sh- order we would sugar get sugar fish it. yeah
1: that'd, oh, that'd be amazing Could you imagine we we're just eating sugar fish while we did this we're um, like <laughs> <laughs> um that well but then but then i i i read oh god it's so hard to keep up with this shit but <laughs> page six said that like people saw them like kissing at dinner hmm. but then but then anyway so okay so then there it was like Everyone heard that Mauricio and Emma were possibly uh, starting something romantic because they were holding hands outside of sushi dinner. Yeah. So then Kyle Richards saw the news, just like all of us. She's just like us. Yeah. And she deleted her post supporting (laughs) Mauricio on Dancing with the Stars. So sort of fueling the reality of this, that she thinks it's real.
0: Yeah. She did confirm, though, that she still voted for him and Mm -hmm. sent her family chat the screenshot of her votes so so that that's every, what really counts
1: so that oh yeah right good okay so he's got one <laughs> vote wow she's not voting for ariana
0: guess not damn um have you voted yeah
1: <laughs> yeah yeah of course every yeah every, i'm gonna
0: every, set up she keeps uh, ariana keeps posting that her new boyfriend has set up one of those iphone hacks that like
1: that's illegal uh, <laughs> that's illegal I, the Dancing with the Stars judge, I saw him. He did a PSA. He said, if any of you are doing one of those AI hacking oh, things no. that auto-generates votes, you're going to be disbarred. Oh,
0: my God. He's not gonna... disbarred. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what does that man even do? Can we One day we need to, once and for all, talk about her new boyfriend and what his deal is.
1: I don't think the world and our little turtle cuties are ready for us to be fully honest yet amy and i operate on a full 90 percent truthfulness and that's the standard we will always adhere to but that 10 percent, we can never let people into our psyche okay um, um wait was that it was that uh was that it about for
0: kyle okay the main bullet points i'll oh, yeah. say are um kyle said that she is the one who originated the separation like she's the one that requested it first they're still living under the same roof scan of all style she let him keep the primary bedroom um she said that she's yeah morgan wade is one of her very best friends alongside teddy like they're a group whoa she said that they get up they all wake up at like 4 a.m to work out so they text each other every day and that's do you why like, they're close uh,
1: the idea of that group
0: no awful <laughs> okay can i just do a snooze
1: a, can i do a quick hypothetical yeah If Kyle texted us and said, I'm creating a gang of people, I need two new members, (laughs) vibrant two new members because Morgan and Teddy are like the sleepy entries. Yeah. I need two (laughs) vibrant people to join. Amy and Riley, would you join us? Would you be a part of it?
0: I would say, can you guys get up even earlier, like 2 a.m., and then I'll still be awake and I can text you guys for like 10 minutes and then I'll go to bed and you guys can start your day.
1: Wait, would, do they wait? Okay, hold on. Do they work out really early? Yeah. So you would just, you wouldn't be there for the workout part. You'd text no, you them guys and say.
0: say good morning and I would say good night. That's... And I'd be like, I'm on TikTok. And then they could go to Runyon or whatever they do. And then I'll go to sleep until like noon.
1: So it'd be like, um, there'd be a Venn diagram of when you're active within their social circle. Yeah. But what about during the day? You wouldn't want to participate in anything they do?
0: Well, they probably go to bed at like six o'clock. 6 you know? p.m.? Yeah.
1: Yeah, okay. All right, well, whatever. I <laughs> they mean, do,
0: like, newscaster hours.
1: What's that, like, 4 a.m. to <laughs> 6 p.m.? Yeah.
0: You think Kyle's in bed at 6? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe that's why her marriage flopped, because Mauricio likes the nightlife. He likes to salsa after dark.
1: Yeah, he is a nightlife guy.
0: <laughs> I mean, we'll get to it later, but, like, the part when he's going over his schedule and he's like, Coachella, like, da-da-da, like, he's, like, really busy with fun activities.
1: Yeah. Did that read to you as real? Yeah. <laughs> it read to you as real. As fake. Oh, it's giving fake.
0: <laughs> like I was like, is there anyone on the other line?
1: Right. It um the way he, he was so performative in the way he was talking to Jane. <laughs> yes. This Jane person that it, it just seen and also the scene started right with Kyle being ready to have her conversation. Yeah and right when he got on the phone. With Jane, so it was like, you obviously knew with a call time or whatever that you're scheduled to meet now. So it's just, it's supposed to be an embodiment of how distant they are, but it felt like he was really... Uh, Trying to make a meal out of going over his schedule. I know.
0: That's the thing that I'm disappointed about with them in general is that I always liked them and it always felt natural and pretty like effortless. And, you know, it just felt like if you were to go to that house at any time, they would just be like hanging out and like with the kids and whatever. And everyone else had all their shit. And Kyle had her family shit. But it felt like within the house, shit was fine. And now there's just like a nasty like tabloid sheen on them that I don't enjoy
1: when do, when did that nasty nasty sheen start to um gloss over them <laughs> this year really with
0: all this shit like, so, like
1: and you were saying like you were really disappointed in mauricio once he did that <laughs> like fantasia dance once he started dancing <laughs> the stars right like that sort of
0: yeah it's just like what are you looking for you know what do you need yeah like i understand like an ariana it's like why wouldn't she do that like she, and she she was a fan of it i think sure and, and it's like she is literally a reality star and you know the money is probably good for her she you know whatever like what else does she have going on that's not an insult i'm just saying like she's a public the, figure market. whatever i'm like marisa has like a real job and i feel like he just keeps he did that spin off show and then um now he's doing this and i'm just like why you know what i mean it's giving like midlife crisis you think yes But he also just looks tired and sad, like on the new episode. Like it just feels like not enjoyable to watch
1: him and her. Yeah,
0: together was bleak. I thought.
1: Okay. Well, yeah, we'll get into it.
0: (laughs) Um, Okay. And then um, let's see. Oh, um, they. One of Andy's questions to Kyle was, um, you know, everyone keeps bringing up the Allison Dubois uh, dinner party from Hell or whatever. And she's like, I really think that she was picking up on Camille's marriage because Camille wasn't telling the truth about that yet. And she's like, everyone always forgets that, um, that since Kyle remembered, like the last remark she makes is like, um, have you been married before? And she said, yes. And she's like, okay, well, two marriages is it for you. And that was her prediction. So Whoa. either. She's gonna somehow make it work with Mauricio, or she'll never get married again, according to Allison Dubois.
1: But what, did she mean that Camille had such a huge cloud yeah. of that emotional non-fulfillment from Kelsey Grammer that that Allison couldn't help but take a huge whiff of what Camille was
0: <laughs> exactly? Wafting? Exactly,
1: is that what she meant? Yes. So, so she's not only saying that she's not saying that Allison was wrong in any way, <laughs> but that just that Camille she s- had the wrong woman had such a stench of. Um, emotional <laughs> unfulfillment from Kelsey Grammer. But was that true? Camille was emotionally unfulfilled by Kelsey? Certainly.
2: Why? They were
0: living completely separate lives. Remember he like on the first episode was like, bye honey and like drives away and never comes back. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, enjoy. Oh my God, remember his confessionals? Yeah. That yes. was the good shit. That show, I gotta say.
1: What was he saying in his confessionals? Was he, he the one who... He was wearing
0: like a Jack sweater if I remember correctly. Yeah. And he'd be like, you know like she's just looking for her own uh, thing and i think it's great for her and i'm gonna right. be on broadway goodbye
1: yeah <laughs> he, was he the one one of their confessionals it was either him or david foster was like talking about them as a housewife and like saying their housewife duties as if they thought that the show was really <laughs> literally about what housewives <laughs> do when they're like at home yeah i think it was i don't know i think that was maybe kelsey Grammer. <laughs> like he had such a misreading of what yeah um
0: these franchises are about that shit is the bomb and then when she goes to the tony's remember yeah and uh she uh, is asking him what she should wear and he has like very specific opinions and then she chooses a different dress and then they're in the limo not speaking and they each exit on opposite sides of the cab and oh, it's wow. like amazing. Or when
1: she goes to greet him in his dressing room after the show and he looks like he's miserable to be <laughs> greeted by At
0: her. At La Fall.
1: Was that what it was? Yeah. What's that?
0: Uh, it's a musical about, I think it's like, I might be wrong, but like it's like drag queens I think or something. And so that played into when she made all of those, uh, sassy remarks. Remember when she was like, and when I found out he was cheating on me, I just prayed it was a woman. And then she implied that he wore like woman's underwear. Remember? She she did. Yeah. (laughs) She would just like throw digs. How did she imply that subtly? I forget. It was like, she basically was like, you know what I'm saying? Wow. You know?
1: Do you like Camille?
0: <laughs> I mean, the early, she's insane. Yeah. Um, but those early seasons were the bomb.com.
1: Yeah, definitely the bomb.com. <laughs> she was really villainized after that first season. You remember yeah. when Andy just unleashes like all of the horrible things that people <laughs> said about her after the
0: She's first pernicious. Season?
1: They said that? She's
0: pernicious. Who said that? <laughs> Camille said that about Kyle, I think. Oh, okay. Remember she'd always just like use her vocabulary. Anyways, she was just uh, It was just really fun. She's coming back this season, right? Good question. Was she with with Denise
1: when they come in the room? Was it the two of them? Well, Well, Faye. Kim is already there. Faye is already there. Okay. And then I think Denise and Camille walk in together.
0: Okay. (sighs) I'm interested. Um, I have an important question to ask you that Andy asked um, Kyle and Dorit. Would you rather be called morally corrupt or a slut pig?
1: I heard them... (laughs) get asked this question and i had a very clear answer last <laughs> night of which i would rather be uh, i'd probably rather be called a slut pig because i know it's a little silly <laughs> and morally corrupt there's a lot more weight to that and yeah. i don't want to be morally doesn't
0: corrupt. get worse than that right slut pig for sure for me really i would love to be called a slut pig did they both say they wanted to be slut pigs i think so wow yeah um was it Ka- uh, kim said that to brandy I think so. Slut pig at the game night when they hide her crutches?
1: Yes, I think so. I'm almost, I, I'm pretty sure.
0: We should don't, make hats that say slut pig. Would you like that? Do you think people would get mad? Is that inappropriate? I like it. I
1: think like so. It. Yeah, I wouldn't. I, even though <laughs> I would prefer to be called a slut pig, I don't know how much I want to celebrate that. <laughs> that statement you know what i mean
0: okay well maybe i'll do it on my own etsy shop oh, on sorry. the side no no, wait, no it could be turtle time merch i'm gonna cut you out of the profits <laughs> oh, oh damn and i'm like god this is the best seller in the world
1: why did i why was i morally objectionable
0: all right um all right well yeah they uh they said uh one of the questions was uh i'm just going through because i feel like this is all important information. right um they said, "Do you think that without Lucy, Juicy, Apple, Juicy, whatever the fuck her name was, yeah. the dog, that uh, Kyle would still be friends with LVP?" And she said, "No, it probably would have just been something else. It which was is, always going to be something, which is true. Yeah, totally. She was like, it was basically like they outgrew their friendship of like Kyle being the underling. Yeah, you know."
1: Even though Kyle was very honest uh, in this uh interview, like and we were all I was, you know, astounded and blown away. It was very easy for her to be honest about all this stuff. Right. It's very
0: I mean, it's, nothing to lose really.
1: Nothing to lose. You yeah. you suspected your husband was holding hands with his dance partner and you didn't want to support dancing with the stars. Right. It's on it's it's easy to be honest about. I mean, I'm not like trying to discount her. I'm just saying it's like this wasn't so um, I don't know. I guess it's nice. Honesty is always nice, but also it's yeah. like she's on the right side of everything. Like no one really would blame right. her for being honest about any of these questions. Right? It's like
0: she hasn't really had the platform to answer questions like, "Are you guys still living together? Are you sleeping in the same room?" Like da 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 da. Like where would she be talking about that? Like right. on Instagram, right. you know? Yeah. So, um, and I thought Andy did it with Grace, who was like kind. He wasn't being too like salacious, you know. Yeah. Um, like he was like, I can't believe I'm even asking you this right now. I can't believe it. Yeah. Um, so yeah,
1: he did though. I'm thinking of Bethany Frankel right now. I know yes. I shouldn't be, but I was pretty, um, I was pretty sure of myself that Andy doesn't specifically, or the watch what happens live staff doesn't, doesn't specifically ask questions about like hot or not right. or attractiveness or whatever. And then the two examples of all th- things this week like first of all one of them was like is Dorit's hair brown hair hot or not and I was like ah damn like you know like I I don't know I mean I know that it's like hair color so it's not that bad but still it's like no like imagine (laughs) just being Dorit and you're like oh damn no one likes her hair yeah me too I mean I was fine with it I didn't really have (laughs) strong opinions but I just thought like I don't know I think there's a little bit of merit to like does yeah. she look good with that hair or not? Well, the
0: Erica Jane one was worse. Yeah, yeah, no,
1: yeah, I was I was just getting that. Yeah, so yeah, and Erica Jane says I specifically did not want to answer that question. Like she said, I did not want to answer, they show, they roll mm-hmm. the tape, it's there, and then she has to make a salacious thing. She says, I did what the audience wanted, which is so true. It's like she was primed for that. The audience was booing her <laughs> to make her say something provocative, and then it leads to drama with right. you know her dream so i was like okay I mean. well i
0: feel like uh didn't they also wasn't one of the teddy and kyle questions about erica's weight loss weren't oh, they like it? what do you think about oh, like it, do you believe that she's not knew, on was ev- everything was no right like and teddy started out by saying uh like we shouldn't be commenting on women's bodies she's like that said you know everybody's doing something which whatever is that the
1: same though is 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 questioning, I mean, just because, like, we almost assume everyone is on Ozempic in the Bravo universe that has had rapid weight loss. I mean, I don't don't know if that's, is that the same as, like, questioning someone's attractiveness?
0: I mean, no, I... it's just weird like it's such a weird area mm-hmm. of like because i'm like i don't give a fuck if you guys are on ozempic it's just weird to lie about it if you're lying about it but then on the same token it's like okay so if it's a hormone thing then maybe she's just found like a different avenue that like soon the women will all find out about and it'll just be a different version of it so then who cares but
1: why even if she's saying it's hormones like is she saying she's a injected with hormones
0: yeah i think um she there's like a whole regimen you can do once you hit menopause, where you do like either like topical or like whatever. You have to basically make up for what you've lost. Okay, but yeah. why
1: is that so much easier to admit than just <laughs> saying you do Ozempic, right? I think I feel like I think um, because Margaret it's like thing. she said, it's
0: because it's like in reaction to a natural course of life rather than just like a vanity uh, play. Yeah, you but, know.
1: But do you believe Erica?
0: <laughs> it's just like again occam's razor is like why is every fucking housewife on earth thinner than they've ever fucking been in 2023 and it should not she looks like she lost like 40 pounds yeah
1: and it should not be shameful to admit it like i I don't
0: give a fuck i'm just saying like it's so weird that there's this cloud i was kind of surprised that they fully brought it up on the show like they said it out loud yeah you know I mean,
1: well i think when your friend walks in you haven't seen them in in five months or whatever and they lost 40 pounds you have to remark on like holy it. It
0: fucking just... shit she's thinner than she has ever been like since her first season like she's like sh- shockingly thin
1: yeah i mean i'm just gonna say it now when dorit said how do you spell hormones <laughs> o-z-e-m-p-i-c i I mean, I thought that was so funny. One of the funniest things Dorita's ever said. I mean, because it's just, I, I don't know. I guess it's just so ridiculous to not be honest about it if that's what you're doing, right. To me, and I think it's very clear that that's what Eric is
0: doing, right? I mean, like, just be like, I mean, whatever. I again, I'm, I'm not trying to comment on women's bodies. I don't f- like whatever. It's just, it's a topic that is being talked about right now. But like, she, you know, went through a phase where she was like severely depressed and going through a stressful time and like put on weight because of that, probably whatever. And just be like, yeah, fuck you. Like I was brought to like my knees on the brink of like death because of my husband's crimes or whatever. Her involvement is question mark. And everyone went on this miracle weight loss drug. And I look bomb as fuck now. I feel happy. I like it. I fit in my costumes, whatever like cares.
1: They, they claim that uh, Tom Girardi is on it. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I just pictured him in like a confessional well, look. Remember, uh,
1: guys, this is so horrible. No offense to Tom Girardi, but you, there was that photo of him in that gigantic suit. Yeah. You saw it was that. like
0: children in a suit. Yeah. Um, like, yeah. The, I mean, yeah. I will say. Ugh, I don't know. I'm just like, wait, what's what's.
1: <laughs> why is this so horrible to talk about i can't even because really I wrap like, my mind around why it's bad because
0: i want to mind my business i don't really give a shit it's like whatever people want to do they want to do but, like,
1: but if they're lying about that right it's just not something that you need to lie about if you're yeah. lying about it what else do you lie about exactly you're lying specifically we know that you're most likely lying right like well i don't know what hormone therapy you're doing and <laughs> even if you are doing hormone therapy i really don't understand how that's considered more natural than just some drug that every other all of your peers are using right. like do you really want to have a you have to separate yourself from everyone else like you're doing the best version of it right and no one else is doing the right,
0: right thing but then it's like kyle is also thinner than she's ever been and but she they, staunchly um you know says that she's not on it and you know she's obviously become borderline obsessed with exercising dude, she and filmed all that workout stuff in like one day <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i mean she does look like strong like that's the difference well we
1: know when people I don't. This isn't controversial. Say is when people give up alcohol, they lose weight naturally. Sure. Because right.
0: Yeah. Um. But like, she looks strong. Like, there's a difference. Yeah. I will again. I'm not shaming anyone because. <gasps>
1: are you about to shame?
0: <laughs> no, there are just certain people that clearly are on Ozempic and because they only lost weight through like malnutrition, where they just look kind of like sick. Who does? Like Margaret or like. Um, Certain people, they just look like kind of like gaunt. Whereas like someone that got lost weight through fitness, even maybe in uh, accompanying Ozempic, but like also are like fit and healthy. Like some people, it's just, they look like they just aren't getting enough vitamins and they're okay. just like thin. And I feel like Erica Jane's kind of like that. Like, again, I'm sorry, you guys. I'm not trying to like do a whole segment about like what people look like. I'm just saying like, I hope that, if you take that course that you are healthy. Cause I think Erica Jane looks a little sick. Okay.
1: All right. Yeah. And I'm not going to go with you there at all. I'm going to leave you hanging out on a limb completely with no validation on that fact. I just find it more. Str- I'm not
0: clipping that for TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> If you heard it, you heard it. <laughs> I just find it
1: absolutely odd, odd beyond belief to where I can't even fathom it. Why you can't just be honest about taking something that is going to radically change people's lives. and is going to be the future of weight loss for sure. so many people. It's going to be the most ubiquitous thing in the world. We are all like, I mean, it's just, yeah. it's going to be a part of our life. Why not be honest at the forefront? And if you're lying about it now, what the hell else are you lying yeah. about? Right to my face.
0: Yeah. Dolores is like the only one. Love it. Yeah. D- uh, Who
1: else has admitted it? Dolores said, I'm doing what everybody else is doing, which is great. Um, Marlo said
0: it. Marlo said it? Yeah.
1: Marlo also said, I'm doing shots just like everybody else. Shots, (laughs) shots, shots. Yeah. So it's just, yeah, there are these pioneers, I mean, that are just uh, admitting it. And I think it's very refreshing. And I think you should because it's it's doing a disservice to say it's anything else than what you're actually doing.
0: Yeah. So – Yeah, I need like a a Google chart of, I'm like, who's admitted it, who's probably on it, who denies being on it, but I believe them. Yeah, I mean, there were (laughs) some
1: early adopters, and like you said, there was some stigma about giving it to the people that really need it. There's a we um, shortage shortage or whatever, but now, come on. There's, you know, we, we've we said it a hundred times. We keep talking about it but it keeps being brought up. I know. It keeps it's being not our lied fault. About. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, it's like, it's like the biggest thing that's happening in the Housewives universe.
0: Let's go get a script. You want to? Me and you? Yeah. Let's go to like Mexico.
1: Well, why couldn't we have it here? <laughs> we could get it here,
0: but uh, you could get it cheaper probably down there.
1: People like are watching our YouTube's over the like next month, and you are just so, like, Whoa,
0: "Whoa, are you the incredible shrinking woman?"
1: Yeah. Anything else in news? Because we did talk about the for about twenty minutes. I'm sorry, um, you
0: guys. I no, know that. Okay, so I, I want to trigger say,
1: warning. Yeah. i wanna, Oh God. What if people are like, man? I, I can't imagine being mad. But if you are, we'll never talk about it again.
0: Also, the results are in. I'm just going to say this. I saw a TikTok that um, they did a clinical trial on the effects on your kidneys, oh. and it's like amazing for your kidneys. Are you kidding? Like, they ended the clinical trial early because they were like, the results are in, baby. Who said that? <laughs> kidneys thriving on Ozepic.
1: Wait. Was there any doubt that they hurt your
0: kidneys? I think they, you know, have to run these tests on Studies every cancel, everyone.
1: <laughs> Go results home. results are pitch perfect. We, we did it. But Your like,
0: kidneys it, are shining.
1: Wow, amazing. So like they don't even need to do it longer to see if there's long-term yeah, effects. It's they like, were
0: like, it would be unethical to force these people to do it longer when we already know the facts. Okay, it's, so... They're clear.
1: So we're stating here... <laughs> Uh, definitively on turtle time ozempic has absolutely no side effects and nothing will ever happen so take it immediately
0: yeah uh my cat has kidney disease so <gasps> maybe i should get her on ozempic
1: would that be good <laughs> ultimately for her
0: well it's a question mark because kidney disease affects your appetite so with chicken or the egg you know
1: oh oh so if she was having ozempic um if she was having Ozempic. <laughs> She wouldn't want to eat, but then also with her kidney disease, she doesn't want to eat either.
0: Yeah, so it's kind of good. <laughs> she wouldn't want to eat for a different reason.
1: Can I just ask you? Do you want your cat to go on? Ozempia? She's gonna be
0: hot. That was be, be awesome. thirty six twenty four thirty six. <laughs> I saw her today. I
1: don't. I didn't want to like. I saw her earlier today. I thought she looked hot already. But... Yeah, she
0: was eating her cat grass because she's a little health healthy girly. She's already on her skinny journey. She looked
1: good. I mean. <laughs> uh okay so then pk and dorit they also want to have their own little uh, mini uh uh Maurice and kyle right thing fallout um but then i saw them on beverly hill we're talking about beverly hills so much i don't even know if we should just go right into beverly hills right We've basically covered it all. i know should we just should we just go into it sure i mean but
0: yeah right. i mean everything well, speaking of uh they just totally it seemed like he wanted it to be his introduction, but he was like double fisting two, ba- two bags of chips. Yeah, he was a two bagger. And she was like PK, PK, <laughs> two bags of chips. And he How was like, "Whoa, I'm hungry." It was.
1: They <laughs> were. That was a sitcom. Um, that was like a Mike and Molly or right. uh, two and a half. Well, I don't two and a half. Then he didn't have a wife in it. But that was.
0: Yeah, she was like Bub, Bubba, Bubba. I just don't know what
1: he'll say. You're like out I, of control. I, I can't leave you alone with Eagle Woman. It was like it was like um what are the sitcoms of it? Like all in the family. I've never even seen that garbage, but it really they, they that was like that was too much
0: for yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. I know. I was like, can you leave now, PK? Why do you have to sit here for this whole meeting? It's like,
1: PK's in the pantry again. I can't (laughs) buy these chips anymore for you. What the hell is my husband going to say when Eagle Woman walks in?
0: You know? (laughs) He should do a TikTok series called PK in the Pantry. PK
1: in the Pantry talks about all of his favorite snacks in there. Um, I I, I guess to address the rumors now, PK and Dory, people say that they are on thin ice. Yeah. They're skating on thin ice. Uh, I don't know what the evidence was of this because PK was seen at a gas station without his <laughs> wedding ring or um there's a lot of blind items about yeah. them. Um possibly. Oh, and also Erica Jane, I guess added fodder to that. Oh, right. But Derit and PK definitively in People magazine, they claimed this is not true despite his chip eating habits <laughs> and everything else is going on despite what he said about Eagle Woman. They're doing fine. And I've always thought that their relationship was odd, Uh and I never—I don't like PK Mm -hmm. at all, okay—in any way, shape, or form. (laughs) I think he's fine. Yeah, he's definitely not one of my favorite people in my life. Yeah, and he's definitely not one of my favorite house husbands. He'd be in like my bottom thirty. Okay, but whatever PK and Dorit have going for them that has lasted however long, I still see it very clearly in them. Unless some earth-shattering thing shook them up
0: Mm
2: -hmm.
1: whatever was there before I still feel is there now Mm -hmm. how do you feel
0: I mean the whole home invasion thing I think has some validity of you know he wasn't there and then um so maybe there's no way he can understand what effect it had on her how
1: could he not I mean we're gonna get to those scenes I guess when they come up in the show but yeah I'm I am not understanding how he if there's a lack of empathy on his part, I don't know if we're seeing the full clip because right. that would almost be too egregiously awful mm-hmm. if he wasn't right uh, being sympathetic to her. Yeah.
0: Unless it's like a weird mind game of that. He feels guilty that he wasn't there. So he so has he, to like minimize it so that um, maybe. he doesn't feel bad. So
1: you're saying if, if there was this like very tra- traumatic incident and she starts to like blame him, but it doesn't seem like, I mean, I, I remember even last season, I like felt like Dorit didn't get the full, like it was sort of swept under the rug as the season went on and it wasn't like the main focus. So I understand that she wants to still talk about it and I know it still affects her. Yeah. Um, Okay, so you're saying if something like that, if something like that happened, it would lead them to... I mean,
0: anything could... I feel like anything can break a marriage apart after a certain amount of time. Like, (laughs) I'm like, I won't ever be surprised if people get a divorce. So TBD. But uh, yeah, also the Sutton brought up... um, that she had heard that there was a woman in the car when he got his DUI, suspicion of a DUI or whatever. Yeah. And then Teddy, this is maybe what she was being super bold about. Uh, she was, first of all, yes, it, Sutton's the one that carries vodka in her purse. I was like, that's unnecessary. And then, yeah, it's like, uh, why? What's the shame in that? And she, <laughs> yeah, like, who, you need your little nip, nips, nippers. People used to have nippers.
1: People <laughs> used to carry um, flasks. Yeah. And they would have nippers. Like, if you've seen, you haven't seen Killers of the Flower Moon yet. Yeah. They have, did you? No. Oh, they have little nippers. Okay. It's just like
0: something, you know. It's like Stassi's dad. Yeah. It's also, I will say, uh, as someone who watched Intervention for a long time, I would say like vodka nippers is like the number one sign of alcoholism. Nippers. (laughs) Like, they always buy the little bottles because they're easy to hide.
1: I mean, yeah, I don't, I, but
0: I, I
1: wish Teddy (laughs) wouldn't have done that. I know she hates Sutton because Sutton hates her. But it's just like, I don't, I, I mean yeah you're you yeah I didn't like that type of shade no it like, was like rude yeah
0: um and like gross but um she then goes uh she's like I read PK's police report and it said that he was yeah. alone and Andy was like you read the police report she was like yes I did and I went to TMZ and I don't think that Harvey Levin gets that kind of thing wrong and I was like do you think it's like cool that you read PK It's like, do you, I report, like, is that like something you think is impressive?
1: Okay. Contrary to your (laughs) take. I'm sorry. I hate to do this. I think because Teddy is now a commentator and a podcaster like you and I, I mean, she's just, she's like us. Mm -hmm. I think I thought due diligence. I'm glad I know that because Sutton created, I love Sutton. Mm -hmm. She's like my favorite Beverly Hills cast member, but I thought it was shitty of her to knowingly bring up a rumor that could be very disproved easily by Teddy, by the police report, by TMZ. And she just brought it up to get it out in the ether for us to watch now. So I was kind of glad that Teddy did that um, reporting. Right. You know, I looked at the police report because now I'm like, oh, it's complete bullshit. Right. So I, I don't believe Sutton. I believe that she just wanted to bring that, you know, out in the world. And so, and in Teddy's role now as a podcast. Podcaster requires her to do that kind of stuff. And then Andy was like, What the hell are you doing, (laughs) Teddy? You're disgusting. Can can we get the bartender to sit in your seat and you go to the bartender? He was so pissed. He was like, Ew. Andy, please, when you listen to Turtle Time, I think your hatred of Teddy was shining through too much. You got to ease back a little bit.
0: Oh, my gosh. He just, he
1: has, like, he knows how the world feels about Teddy, so he wants to, like, <laughs> give the world what we want. Yeah.
0: I feel like there must be something weird there that I need to know more about. She's
1: probably said some, like, horrendous shit, and she said it to him. She's, like, a bad Bethany. Yeah. Like, riding the line of what you should say about Bravo and what you shouldn't say, but she still wants to be back in its good graces, you know?
0: Yeah. Um. I know. He's, like, needs to be wary of everyone these days. Oh.
1: Before we get into Beverly Hills, we don't have any more news, right? No. Okay. Oh, damn. News is done, <laughs> right?
0: <laughs> right. Except, I mean, were you going to say about the, um, that there might yeah. be a reckoning coming?
1: So, in the next couple weeks, maybe they're going to coincide with BravoCon. I mean, God. I know how these reporters are, I know <laughs> journalists, I know how they are. I think they're going to be teeing up some huge expose to, oh, so sorry. The news is that Vanity yeah. Fair is working they are reporting. They've got um, journalists everywhere, and they are talking to former cast uh, cast members, like housewives, and I think maybe possibly unnamed, you know, sources that are actively in the franchise now. Yeah, and they are working on a deeply reported, long expose about Bravo and its potentially. Toxic workplace. Yeah. Very much in line with what Bethany has been talking about with her reality reckoning.
0: It's like Ronan Farrow vibes.
1: Ronan Farrow vibes. Exactly. (laughs) Except we don't, I think we, I don't know if we know who is actually reporting it. That'd be kind of good to know. Yeah. So it's a question of, um, will they report on something that you and I, when we read it, will we be like, oh my God, (laughs) that's the worst thing I've ever heard. Yeah. In my life. I can no longer rely on Bravo and its uh, content anymore yeah or will it be a gigantic uh, big what's that called nothing burger uh-huh. where absolutely nothing comes from and it doesn't change our mind at all right or will it be something that we we live with the realities of what they say and it's not that horrible I guess right
0: I mean you know I could be proven wrong i hope the details of it aren't horrendous i don't want that to be the case but i feel like you know every they're kind of now just uh everyone is reporting on every entertainment yeah uh show basically and bringing it out there was the jimmy fallon one obviously the ellen one there was
1: a jimmy fallon one had like absolutely no impact no jimmy just said i'm sorry." I'm not going to get drunk anymore. And then that was it. (laughs) There was was
0: a Kelly Clarkson show one. Whoa, I didn't even see Um, that one. So I'm like, I feel like we're just going down the line and proving that entertainment in general is toxic. Yeah. Um, Which if you've worked it, you already know that. Yeah, right. Um, So I would be surprised if the details, like, you know, I feel like it takes something pretty fucking crazy to break through, which I'm not going to compare it. But like, speaking of Ronan Farrow, like the, the harvey weinstein shit or like all of the me too stuff it took something that horrible like unimaginable right. to break through for right. people to care right so i'm like if it's like they keep the housewives up late and like let them drink i'm gonna be like yeah like we kind of figured that you know what yeah, i mean right. like i think maybe there will be some details that are wild or whatever but i don't know i i TBD on, because I feel like, you know, we've I think that conversation's been had a lot about like the Bachelor. Like, remember there was that whole show on Lifetime called Unreal, and it was like about how manipulative the producers are. And yeah, um, I mean, but you can
1: tell on that show; sure, it looks like the complete subject of just ABC <laughs> and and the producers, like it's totally just complete.
0: Um, so whatever. I I hope that it's nothing terrible, just because I don't want that to be true, but. Um, I think if it's nothing too mind blowing, that no one will really care.
1: Yeah, I, th- I mean, I I think you're probably right. If I was betting, I would say that it's gonna there's gonna be a lot of things that sound bad, or like that maybe the outside observer who doesn't is not familiar with these shows might be like, they do what? They're allowed to drink in excess and blackout on camera, and they still film them, Right. like you know something like that. We'll be like, well, yeah, I mean, we've seen people blackout drunk hundreds of times on these <laughs> yeah, shows, yeah. and um yeah you're probably right I, I I doubt that there's gonna be some huge smoking gun in there that is going to make us rethink our relationship to Bravo if I was right. guessing
0: if anything it would be the kind of thing that we you know the unspoken thing about like during Scandaval that they chose to leave out you know like leaving out maybe things that were on camera that oh, they right. things like that could that's be dark you know
1: that's a big one yeah. Bravo still needs an answer for that. But I feel like, I think they might have. They they said that no Tom Sandoval has had no influence whatsoever on what we uh-huh. film or whatever. But still, I don't know. If Rachel right. said that she said that on camera, that was kind of bad.
0: Right. Um, so there could be stuff like that. Um, but uh, yeah, it's scary. <laughs>
1: okay. So you're, you're potentially scared about what they might uncover.
0: Maybe. It's Vanity
1: Fair, though. I mean, no offense to Vanity Fair. But do they, I, I don't know. If it was the New Yorker. Mm-hmm. I'd be like worried if it was Ronan <laughs> Farrow or or something, but Vanity Fair, I I don't I don't know Has I don't remember. Vanity
0: Fair done any hard breaking news? I'm not sure.
1: No, I mean you, I guess I'm sure if you said the top ten best like Vanity Fair exposés, there might be a good one. But I have I don't know any great reporting they've had in the last ten years. Yeah,
0: um, didn't what was that picture that Bethany posted with like Rachel and all those people?
1: I'll be honest. I don't know. <laughs> it's too hard to keep up with what the hell Bethany's doing. She also has like a fi- she has like a five-part Nini podcast joint podcast have you seen that?
0: They like a separate podcast. Yeah, like
1: like she's doing her her Nini Bethany show that she wanted that Bravo said absolutely not.
0: Not Ebony and Ivory.
1: She's doing that but it's called Bethanini uh- and it's five parts and each one is 6 minutes long with Th- four ads in it, and she's stretching out to five parts. And I haven't. I'm like, oh god, I want to know everything in the world about what Bethany's doing. But I even I can't tolerate the pace of of that.
0: It's literally insane.
1: I can't. I can't. If like, it's I'm not a crawfish
0: through. broil, I don't want to hear about it.
1: Yeah. I mean, I I don't I don't know. And also like Nini. We've already talked about this. Nini is not willing to go to the lengths that Bethany is to forsake the Bravo franchise. Yeah. Nini still wants back. I think mm-hmm. she honestly regrets a little bit that she filed that lawsuit. Yeah, that's how I understood it when she was talking to Bethany. Bethany's the one that wants to burn the bridge and bring it all down.
0: Yeah, hmm. I would love to know what like Candy thinks about all this. Um, Candy
1: is like I will do this till the day I die well Candy also
0: is like a producer mind yes and like Todd was literally worked on the Housewives so I feel like they probably have a lot to say you know
1: yeah a lot to say about I mean I I I feel like she's her and Todd are pretty pro-Bravo right
0: and I'm like you know like I said before at this point I understand I bet you there are stories from bygones past of like shit that happened with people that were new and didn't know what was going on. Or like we've talked about with Rachel, she had no clue what the fuck she was doing and was probably taken advantage of in multiple ways. I
1: mean, Ramona threw a wine glass at (laughs) Kristen Tatum's face and caused her to bleed. Yes.
0: Um, But again, anyone starting the housewives after a certain time, especially in 2023, I'm sorry, but I'm not worried about you. Like you probably have a manager you probably like knew the amount of money to ask for. Yeah, you've seen what the show is, right. what's demanded of you. So, you know, I'm not concerned for your safety. Right. Roni
1: is the perfect example of like the new era of how yeah. tame things can be yeah. in this new Bravo environment. Yeah, you
0: can just choose to not participate at all if you want.
1: Yeah, exactly.
2: right.
0: <laughs> uh, do
1: you okay. want to get in? Should we talk about Beverly Hills because we just kind of sure let's talk like- about it so much and then. And then we'll reward people who are doing the Southern Charm challenge right after. <laughs> yes. People who have waited a week to hear us talk about it. Yeah. Okay, so Beverly Hills. I mean, we talked about a lot already. Yeah. The um, Eagle
0: Woman has landed. I thought it was interesting that they chose to make that the title. Oh,
1: okay. Yeah. I'm going to be uh, a little bit of a stinker for a second, can yeah. I? Yes. For the first 10 or 15 minutes of this episode, I was like, what the hell is happening <laughs> here? Yeah. Why are they treating this person named eagle woman like this is the wildest thing in the world no pun intended that they've ever seen in their lives and why is pk making these jokes about her name why is garcelle saying there's someone legally named
2: it seemed it like it problematic
0: 10 comment well i was like i didn't look into it but i assumed that she's native american I, you
1: have to assume or else that would like i mean everything about what she was doing was supposed to be
0: uh, they kept playing like giving her like the kooky cut i know and everyone was like her name's eagle woman i was like guys also
1: what <laughs> is this this is dorit's vibe i didn't really know that before right is she a like new- spiritual journey like this just seemed like such a contrived right producer thing she, right to like get them to have the fresh start party
0: yeah and it was all- weird that they started out that seems like something that would happen usually like episodes in
1: yeah and first off they didn't have anything to recover from that was so egregious that they needed this summit at the top of a mountain to get over (laughs) if this was Scandaval yeah I would imagine that would be the regrouping they need Eagle Woman
0: huh they need need Eagle Eagle Woman
1: Woman to go there immediately (laughs) um and then I yeah I didn't like I didn't like the the comedy routine about this at all like it it just seemed um like you guys aren't familiar with (laughs) new age or holistic or you know this kind of retreat yeah we've
0: seen it a billion times and if anything eagle women seem more legit than most of the time when they do it with a shaman somewhere sweet
1: and nice and then like they just like let pk run i don't i don't totally mind i just think that it just was such a like why are they giving this the edit like this is the dumbest thing they've ever seen when they've done way dumber totally and and also they didn't it didn't Nothing that happened last season warranted this. They're no. not that. They're not that fractured, they're right? Not, it's not, right?
0: Yeah. No, it was a weird way to start. Uh, I was surprised. Like it felt the out of order. Yeah. Um, did you like though that they showed us a screenshot of uh, Lisa Rinna's uh, email to Bravo, the, to NBC Uni?
1: Well, so yeah. <laughs> I mean, I. I have a lot of thoughts about it. Cause first of all, I don't believe anything that Rinna <laughs> has ever said or done in her life. And I think, you know, she is, um, completely f- fake. Mm-hmm. So I thought this, this email was fake. Cause I was like, wouldn't your agent or manager be <laughs> making such a declarative statement on your behalf to, yeah. to end your relationship with a network <laughs> and a show that you spent eight years on. But I do think that if they included it, that they, um, It must have actually been real. I mean, there were, I guess, NBC Universal names in the email thing. Yeah. said, but then, like, the subject line was, like, one more season, exclamation point. I was, like, (laughs) is that the emails they send out directly to cast for them to come back? Like, one more season? Um, Right. And and then, also, there's always this, um, there's always, like, they let, I've heard that Bravo lets cast members create a, sh- a shroud of doubt about whether they were fired or whether they left the show yeah. like they don't definitively state that someone was fired so i thought maybe this was allowing renna to have that mm-hmm. i left you you didn't leave me yeah
0: do you think andy has an nbc uni email
1: yeah a dot cohen at <laughs> nbcu.com
0: yeah or do you think they let him use like bravo andy at gmail
1: I think he is – that's a great question, and I love <laughs> thinking about people's emails. I bet he does have um, – But I bet he didn't have to port over everything because it's, it's it's such a hassle having a corporate email and yeah. personal – I bet he has his own Bravo email. I bet he Gmail. gets like
0: um, all – confidential correspondence like screeners and anything sensitive because on the rina email the subject this is so boring but interesting to me uh the subject line was like external colon whatever because whenever you use like a corporate email it like makes it very clear when you're going outside of the network um so i wonder if andy just does official correspondence but then i bet you because you know how like ceos he's not a ceo but like they're always very, like, snappy. Like, they have to do everything quick because yeah. they have to make so many decisions a day. Like, sending an email that's just a subject line yeah, no, like or, that. like, texting. Like, yeah. I feel like he does all his business, like, text. Yeah, I'm sure. You know what I mean? Like, someone else has to deal with He's it. He's not an email. Right. Like, whereas, like, for me, every time I write an email, I feel like I'm putting together, like a masterpiece like it needs oh. to be like perfectly oh, written
1: I, i'm exactly that way <laughs> and then i'll get emails back that are like yep sounds good and i'm just like whoa the breeziness <laughs> of that email is so powerful no. i like really have to work on these yeah, emails I send. i'm
0: like lamenting the exclamations yeah question mark if it should be a smiley i don't want to do too many exclamations because i don't want to seem like desperate but i also want to seem friendly
1: the, i think the world wants us to send breezier emails and yeah you and i are like thinking about them too much because i'm (laughs) just like that
0: yeah but that yeah sending an email on like an iphone is absolutely terrifying oh yeah like disaster zone
1: yeah um if if that email was true and they sent an email to lisa ran directly it said one more season question mark and like offered her to be on it one more season which i I find that hard to believe (laughs) that that's how they conduct their business right um her email was a little rude back to them like i don't remember exactly the language but it was like thanks was like, so much but absolutely but no. it was you- like
0: i will not be renewing my contract for an eighth season or whatever and then it was like thanks so much for the eight years <laughs> It was like a little
1: too too breezy yeah
0: Or well, maybe to- it was like they had gone back and forth with like her manager or whatever in official channels and then maybe they had an executive email her like saying like one more season question mark like come on yeah. like and then yeah. she was like I'm officially saying no.
1: Yeah. I mean, if they included this email in the show, I have to assume that it's real. Yeah. Because why would they want to fake an email that came from Lisa Rinna, right. you know, to like let her. So she left the show, which I'm I'm surprised by.
0: Yeah. I know. I saw I was watching American Horror Story the other day, and she's going to be on the American Horror Stories, oh. like the, they have like an anthology or something on Hulu. And I was like, she's perfect for that, actually. You think so? Yes. She should totally be in the Ryan Murphy universe. She makes perfect sense for that. She's like camp. He loves housewives. Right. It's ridiculous. Yeah, um, I don't want to.
1: Yeah, I don't want to <laughs> comment too much on that because I want to save our relationship with Ryan Murphy. But yeah, you're right. Lisa Rinna is perfect for those type of shows. Yeah,
0: I mean, I'm watching the one with Kim Kardashian right now, How is and it? Uh, I mean, it's very, very silly. Um, but I am enjoy- I've always watched. I haven't seen all of it, but basically I've watched American Horror Story since the beginning. There's something that make I like about it. <laughs> I'm not going to say it's good, yeah, but I enjoy it. Um, yeah,
1: I got sort of fooled by like two seasons ago. They had this really cool art where it was like this alien one and it was like this oh yeah. vampire one. And I was like, wow, I might go back to watch American <laughs> Horror Story because I haven't watched it in like eight years. And I think it was one of the worst things I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> totally. In terms of television absolutely it was
0: but they are very good at um like the concepts are always really strong yeah,
1: and then it fizzles out completely. yeah like
0: the execution is never good but whenever you're like you're like oh dang like a circus freak one like that's good and then or it'll be like yeah. la murder and you're like oh that's fun and, and then, then you just like can't finish this it. one's like a pregnancy horror it's called Delicate. Um, and it's Emma Roberts. Basically, she's an actress, so it's very meta, like Hollywood commentary, which is fun. Uh-huh. And Kim Kardashian plays her publicist, and it's fucking dumb. And I like it because it's not Bravo, and I get to watch like one thing that's not Bravo. <laughs> so that's your one thing, <laughs> and Kardashian. So that's double nice. Kardashian.
1: Did you watch that one where it was a guy, a writer who drinks blood, and he gets artistically um, motivated when he drinks blood? Who
0: was it? <laughs> Do you remember? <laughs> It's always the same, like seven people. But, remember. anyways, okay. So we talked about PK and
1: dorit We don't really have to talk about that, right? Yeah, um, I did.
0: Like when Erica was like, she gave her shit about her BravoCon statement about PK and Dari breaking up. Like she was like, I think it's going to be dorit and PK. And Erica was like, I'm a show woman. I gave those people what they wanted. I was yeah. like, true. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: no, yeah. It's true. I mean, she's she had to give an answer. She wanted to say that one for some reason, and I I just think it was too. Um, uh, Dorit knows what's going on here. And I thought it's like not that big of a deal to be brought up, and yeah. Erica's like fully in the clear there. Too, yeah, I don't that. really care, and th- me neither. And then um, she really, you know, gave a I thought heartfelt apology where she was just like, I mean. Imagine how horrible Erica's life has been the last three years. I know,
0: regardless of her involvement, well, still I'm, sucked.
1: I'm definitively stating the Riley Hamilton turtle time <laughs> position is that Erica did not know Knew what the hell was going on. Nothing at all. Knew nothing. Just thought that her husband was rich as hell. Um, and then I also think that Tom Girardi in, was embezzling because um, I think he was suffering early stages of dementia.
0: I think there was probably. I think there. There might be both where his mind tapping out made his situation worse because he was like struggling to like stay organized or understand what he was doing. But I also think his legal team is probably like upping the volume on that to, you know, help his case.
1: So that's why they put him in that gigantic (laughs) suit to sort of make it seem like as if he doesn't know what kind of suits to wear. Yeah. No, I will. I'm not gonna. Why would I go on the limb for Tom Girardi? (laughs) Like, absolutely not. I'm not gonna say definitively he didn't know what he was doing. He most likely did. But I think that a part dementia is. This is. I don't think it's at all fake. He seems.
0: Uh He he seems demented. (laughs) <laughs> the
1: way I wanted to say that word because it perfectly sounds like what it would be, but then that's that's not a good correlation. Yeah, the suffering from is dementia even the proper word anymore? I believe it, but I do not think Erica was in on it to almost right. to any degree. And yeah. I just I've I've always thought that people's um casting her as a villain was was too much, and I don't right. believe she was
0: because um, it's like he was still fucking rich with or without that. Yeah, I mean maybe towards the end he was becoming desperate and that's probably why he was embezzling but he was historically a very wealthy man when she met him so why would she necessarily think that it was strange for her to be able to spend that amount of money right um right so yeah you know but but then there is like some crazy shit about like the way she scammed those costume designers out of the amex bill and all of that stuff like, oh
1: yeah i eventually i will look into that <laughs>
0: <laughs> i think there's a large portion of the gay community that uh Damn is it's... not down with erica jane because they know all of the inside stories which sucks um
1: well, one thing i'll say about erica just i guess for future because i'm gonna you know i am not a big fan of erica at all as a okay. cast member i think she gives almost nothing she doesn't want to get too personal She's not so fun. Yeah. She was really powerful at the start when Lisa, like Lisa was like so scared of Erica. It was kind of shocking (laughs) because Erica didn't give a shit about Lisa. Yeah. And uh, Vanderpump. And uh, so that was an interesting dynamic because Erica all of a sudden was so powerful and Lisa kind of looked like she didn't know what to do with Erica's power. Yeah. But then, it's been, like, what? How many years has Erica been on the show? Six? A lot. Like, seven? Like, yeah. Forever. I feel like
0: she's, like, resting on fashion at this point. Yeah. Like... And,
1: and, yeah. And then, like, now I feel compelled to defend her because I do not believe that she was in on it, on this mm-hmm. scheme of defrauding airline <laughs> victims or whatever. But I don't really care for Erica that much. <laughs> well, she also
0: just handled it fucking horribly. Yeah. Like, her way of talking about it like the clip that they'll never stop playing of her like I don't give a fuck about the victims I only care about me. I was like why would you say that out loud girl?
1: I like it. <laughs> I think it's honest.
0: Sure, but like she wasn't making her life any easier no, the way but, that people were responding to her. But
1: I give so much credit to people who don't make their lives easier if that's what they feel.
0: <laughs> right. Well, also with like the earrings and Dorit's like, what do $700,000 earrings look like? And she's like, they're 1.3. It's like, girl, like that's like, just like a legal matter at this point of like right. talking about your assets. Like she was like
1: the, the worst person to get into an environment like this. <laughs> Cause she's not very naturally empathetic. Um, yeah. It seems yeah. from how I view her. And I think that, um, she didn't want to pretend Like she was in on it and that she had to give statements on camera, you know, like that she needed to just cry about it every single day. I sort of I don't know. I I thought it was interesting how she handled it because she didn't give herself this performative fake empathy where she was just like, I'm dedicating all of everything I do now to the victims (laughs) and I'm meeting with the victims and we have to see her like go to. people who are affected by Tom Girardi because then she's admitting complicity or is that? Yeah. Yeah. uh, Being complicit in his actions. And so it was, it was kind of interesting to me to watch a non empathetic, non PR move. Right. uh, Reaction to this. Yeah. And then we get to see her not just get forward, but I can just get rid of this Erica. Now she learns what empathy is. (laughs) Did you like that?
0: (laughs) When she was this in therapy or was this? Yeah. No,
1: no, she goes, so uh, Sorry to skip forward. No, no, no. It's I don't know. Um, if oh, oh, Okay, no, no, sorry. Bef- before I get to that, sorry. She learns about empathy, but we can talk about that. Because it is, I think that Kyle um, grievance is worth noting. Yeah. I think that's going to be very interesting how that plays out. Mm-hmm. So after Dorit gets her turn, yeah. which Erica had no clue what the hell Dorit was talking about. <laughs> she was like, wait, I, I almost felt like she was like, this is really something you're mad at? <laughs> then she gets out of it completely yeah. by doing a good, I thought a, a heartfelt apology. Yeah. And then Kyle goes, can I have my piece uh-huh. of this? And she's like, the way you all did not comfort me at the reunion when me and Kathy, like, I felt like me and Kathy's relationship was over. yeah. And no one comforted me because in Kyle's opinion, people are scared of Kathy yeah, and want that sweet, sweet <laughs> Kathy runoff.
0: The invite to the Christmas party, specifically Sutton.
1: And I fully believe it. Yeah, I believe it. I, Kyle is uh not always so brave with her opinions and Mm -hmm. doesn't like to go out on a limb she's very cautious so the fact that she was able to just pin the tail on the (laughs) proverbial (laughs) donkey on sutton and dorit i liked it
0: they showed like a whole montage of photos of sutton at parties with the kathy I,
1: i liked it and i am a sutton fan but i under i respect that Kyle is saying this. Yeah. And um,
0: yeah, she also said that whenever Kathy calls her, she like breaks out in a full sweat. Like she's terrified of Kathy and and she rules with an iron fist. Like, will we ever know the real Kathy? Like
1: I I know the real Kathy. (laughs) You think she's a demon? Yes. Fully.
0: I won't be satisfied until I destroy Kyle's family.
1: I believe it. I believe (laughs) I I don't. I never believe Rinna. I never believe her but this is the one incident that i fully believe that kathy flew off the handle and said the worst shit about everyone in that sprinter van yeah. with renna and renna for some reason was fumbling with her phone and couldn't <laughs> record it but i bet she said the most vitriolic Ugh, imagine if we had the shit. footage I, I i mean the fact that renna couldn't get to her phone i feel like they addressed that at the reunion Rena was like i just couldn't do it or whatever but i bet you are we would have been like <laughs> Flabbergasted by what Kathy said. I also believe she said the slur against the DJ. That oh, seems yeah. to be completely um uh validated by everyone, but no yeah. one wants to get into it. I think she had a meltdown tirade. She she said that about that DJ. And I think that she puts on a persona for the camera. And when she got to the reunion, I felt like her defense was so weak and yeah. sloppy. I feel like we've already talked about mm-hmm. this. Rena just like said everything she had to say. She stood behind it. And Kathy goes, well, you're the biggest bully in Hollywood and everyone <laughs> knows it. It was so like, um, calculated. Yeah. Such a dumb come back.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure that Paris Hilton is terrified of her mother too. Yeah. So, and lest we forget, she sent Paris to one of those like oh, yeah. terrible camps. No,
1: no. And also, um Kathy Hilton on Paris is Love or whatever, Paris in Love <laughs> yeah. is not like the Kathy on Beverly mm-hmm. Hills. She's not this like scatterbrained, silly, mm-hmm. hungry, whatever the persona Kathy was also I'll never forget when they show that montage of Kathy Hilton hawking that shitty <laughs> fucking tequila at every single event I think that's yeah. one of the worst things <laughs> in the world and the fact that she got this hero edit or fun uh-huh. fun edit or hunky whatever dory I, edit the hunky dory <laughs> edit I just I fully believe everything and then I believe Kyle about Kathy yeah I think Kathy's probably awful she calls her to rant about everything in the world and
0: <laughs> I know that photo it was like you forget that their age difference is pretty big and yeah. like the photo of Kathy sitting next to baby Kyle in 1969 and right. you're just like, oh, what happened in that house?
1: And I feel like the, the huge sister dynamic is that Kim and Kathy are very quick and are quick to throw Kyle to the curb if Kyle does some infraction against them. Mm-hmm. They're more capable of leaving Kyle in the lurch and, like, distancing themselves with her. And it seems like Kyle really wants her sisters in her life. I mean, I, in my opinion. Yeah. In my opinion, I do feel like Kyle loves her sisters and wants them back. And, and stuff comes up on the show. And, you know, there is stuff that her and Kim, like, Kim had legitimate grievances against Kyle. But right. I do think that they are quick to, like, we'll, we'll shun you forever. You'll never hear from <laughs> us again. And Kyle yeah. just has to, like, yeah, live Yeah, she's with been, that. like, tortured. Yeah.
0: Which it is kind of nice now to see her potentially stand on her own two feet and be like yeah you know what like fuck all y'all yeah. including mauricio
1: <laughs> no and that felt <laughs> you know know what i mean that, yeah and that's what the end of this episode felt like i i feel like kyle has always been living under the wing of someone like for the first 10 years she was under lisa's wing yeah she could do nothing that lisa would like not write her off forever and she yeah. ended up doing it yeah lisa ended up writing her off the minute that things got too um you know ho- horrible for yeah. lisa to deal with and then the same with her sisters and i think Kyle is rebelling against the notion that she has to be under someone's wing or or have to, um, care about who's going to write her off.
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, she's always been like riddled with anxiety, like just so scared of what was going to go wrong. So it'd be nice if, you know, she could shed that. Um, but I feel like Mauricio might be a collateral damage there. Although, I mean, this is, I think a little later, but when, you know, he it's revealed he doesn't know how many tattoos she has yeah and then he's like that's enough like don't get more and i was like dude fucking chill you're on dancing with the stars she can get some little tiny black line tattoos if she wants like fuck off
1: okay i'm gonna ask you quick (laughs) quiz we never do these but this is the turtle time quiz i'm gonna name the tattoo and you say what it means (laughs) tattoo number one the three number one signs i have no idea tattoo number two the moon and the stars
0: her kids
1: tattoo number three uh the x that looked like two paddles or oars in an x uh
0: her future in tahoe
1: (laughs) number four the heart that was kind of like a lasso with the two ends
0: i feel like that's also her kids okay
1: and i don't remember number five but
0: uh Yeah. No, they were all like total bullshit. Um,
1: There was another like Roman numeral one. Yeah. There was three ones. The last one was Roman numerals. 17 or something Okay, in Roman numerals. Was that
0: like a wedding one or something? Maybe. Yeah. (laughs) But I'm just like, Mauricio, don't be a boomer. You know that you don't care about these tattoos. You didn't even notice them. Well, boomer. Yeah.
1: Him being a boomer aside. uh, If okay. so say you and I were recording all the time. (laughs) And you started getting tattoos. (laughs) Not like you have to tell me, but isn't it upon the person who gets the tattoo to let someone in on their (laughs) tattoo journey? Yeah. Because why does he have to be like, did you get any tattoos in the last two weeks that I should know about? Right. Right? I I guess she she was saying, he should be looking at my body um, in the buff.
0: Well, it's like, I guess it implies, yeah, multiple things. He's not noticing changes to her body and also that they're just like not in such tight communication that... That was something that he was up on.
1: But she's admitting that there is a little bit of rebellion to why she's doing this, right?
0: Right. Well, she explicitly said she's not rebelling, but because oh, he okay. was like, don't do oh, things right. just to be rebellious. You're and right. she's like, I'm not rebelling. I'm very clear headed right now, which was giving like borderline manic i'm clear I'm, like i've never been more clear in my life i'm finally
1: thinking clearly <laughs> i've been in a fog my entire life and now i'm finally thinking clearly oh okay i'm sorry i didn't mean to say rebellion i guess i guess a expression but yeah. of freedom yes expression yes. of freedom yeah can i say that
0: yeah which sh- so i'm like pretty soon she's gonna look like morgan wade covered in tats do you think that's coming <laughs> well is she morgan wade pilled maybe so she said on watch what happens live that she doesn't think anyone would say they were in a relationship. If Morgan Wade did, wasn't covered in tats. I agree with her because of like, yeah, if she looked like Sutton, I, no one would give a fuck. I
1: really agree with her. It's true.
0: It's true. Yeah. Kyle said it, but it also like, again, Occam's razor. That is what one might think. <laughs> occam's razor. <laughs> I'm it's gonna true. keep pulling occam's razor. <laughs> no, this
1: is the occam's razor minute. <laughs> that's one of the most. That's the, one of the best. What is that? A principle? That's one of the best razors of all the history. Are of there
0: different blades? occam's is one of the biggest it's ones. Like Between sweeney are so Todd's, many. yes. Yeah. razor
1: occam's is the most known razor but there are ultimately <laughs> the five razor's edge razor's edge is a huge one but i'm glad you're noting one of the most popular yes definitely um did we do i care do you care <laughs> okay wait, wait, wait did we did we do we put in a good enough did we encapsulate all of the kyle mauricio kathy dynamic that is i, I think we got to the heart of it right
0: yeah, I think so. Oh, oh, I mean, Garcelle,
1: one thing that Garcelle yeah. said at the Eagle Woman retreat, or sorry, yeah. the Dorit retreat, yeah. was I, Garcelle, I didn't, or Garcelle said, I didn't know how to act around you at the reunion because I couldn't am- believe that someone was coming for your family and you didn't defend them. Meaning when Rena came after your sister, right. why didn't you defend Kathy? And then Kyle says in her confessional, I don't think she says it at, yeah. at the retreat, but she says, I am done defending Kathy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. B-
1: which is fine. Yeah. I, I'm fine with her doing that. I'm fine right. with her. Uh, not wanting to be subject to Kathy's whims and right. how she wants to and It sounds like
0: Kathy did write her off. Mm-hmm. Kathy's been right. Yeah, like- I'm like generally because so much of it is unspoken, including you know their previous history, the stuff with the uh, real estate. Like, I feel like there's so many different aspects that are never fully covered that I'm like, I don't know what the fuck is going on in your guys' family. It sounds like every year she goes, "Uh, we're doing really good right now and I hope it stays this way. And then she becomes catastrophic again. And then a year later she goes, we're really good right now. Like, they came, we went to the wedding, whatever. And then a few months later she's like, we're not speaking. And it's just like, God, are you guys ever going to like either... Just not have a relationship or like get it together.
1: I think Kyle is, like, she's uh, what Bren said on Roni. People, people treat you how you want to be treated. I didn't. I mm-hmm. never thought I'd be quoting Bren, <laughs> but it was actually it <laughs> really, really struck insightful. a card with cord I, with it, you. It, it's it, it's true in this instance. I think that Kyle in her want to have a good relationship with her sisters they know that they hold power over her yeah that, that their withholding is going to affect her and she'll come running and so the fact that when kyle doesn't do that maybe that will get a different result like kyle is okay i'm not saying weak but she's okay being the one that's like more in need of them than yeah they need her and now she finally is saying I'm not going to be that person. Yeah. You just treat like that. Yeah. I think that's powerful.
0: That's yeah. True. The same, like you were saying with LVP, where the second she stood up to LVP, she, Lisa was like, well, you don't serve your fucking purpose anymore. Like bye. Exactly. Right. And then she had to deal with goddamn. (laughs) Goodbye, Kyle. Goodbye, Kyle. She had to deal with (laughs) Ken yelling at her. He almost like put her in the trash can. (laughs) Um, Okay. I just want to quickly say that um, Garcelle's sons are annoying to me. Oh, and also oh
1: wait, (laughs) Wait no, the fact <laughs> that you were pouring gasoline outside of the car,
0: <laughs> and Garcelle orders a mini at Jersey Mike's. Yeah, I would be starving. I'm going for a giant.
1: I I know. I was. I mean, I thought that was very notable that you had Jersey Mike's <laughs> in that little picnic basket. I will say, um, yeah, I those boys, um, whatever. I I I'll I'll withhold my judgment for a little bit. I did think the is it is it Jackson Jade? Yes. Ja- well, Jax. Oh God, I'm sorry. I'm gonna get it wrong. But one of the sons, the one who said that she's a bad parent. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was pretty egregious and yeah, also very he was callous. Being very
0: like um high and mighty.
1: Yeah, and um I just I've seen Garcelle the last Three years, right? She's been on the show. Yeah, uh, she never struck me as a bad mother or distant. They were talking about the three weeks she was gone shooting for her job, and they were like, a it year. felt like a year. And then, he, I, yeah, he also sounded high and mighty about saying like, I needed mothering two years ago, but now I am a you know a saintly <laughs> a being that, boy. that no longer needs the attachment attachments like, of a yeah, mother. I felt like yeah, the
0: power dynamic was off where she should have just been like. Go fuck yourself. I fucking gave you everything. I, I think... It Not was. to be a boomer, but you know what I mean? No,
1: totally. We're <laughs> boomers. I, I think it was... I think it was the... the um, oh, God, I wish I knew. I think her son was trying to look cool on camera and he mm-hmm. said something unnecessarily callous that only a teenager would say mm-hmm. that made his mom look really bad yeah. and made her sad. And I don't think it's true. Yeah, Sorry to discount him, but I just don't <laughs> think she was a bad mother right. to them. And I think that she opened the door to that conversation and he just went too far
0: yeah for sure um i felt bad for her and now that conversation is going to come up again like
1: but it sounded like she was teeing up for this to be her storyline for the season The right. relationship yeah um what did you think about sutton's uh freewheeling adventure in the <laughs> halls of sutton the store
0: <laughs> that was fun i forgot about her and jennifer tilly
1: i didn't forget <laughs> i didn't forget She's- iconically
0: the bride of chucky
1: bride of chucky Iconically, Liar Liar, the person who Jim Carrey defends and gets her off. Do you remember that
0: movie? Yeah. Isn't she also in uh, Bullets Over Broadway?
1: You name a movie and <laughs> I bet there's a chance she's in it.
0: I Okay, so this is my question. Um, again.
1: About, is it Tilly related?
0: <laughs> well, that scene. Okay. Um, so Sutton bought a horse. Um, Santos. On her Amex. She said, Santos.
1: How much was it?
0: 450000 well, I don't know. She said it was m- in the preview. It says more than Garcelle's Birkin, which was what? Do you remember? Was it like 50 grand or something?
1: More than Garcelle's Birkin. Let me think <laughs> if I can remember what how much Garcelle's Birkin cost. <laughs> yeah,
0: horses are like hundreds of thousands of dollars.
1: But she said Santos, when she saw him, he started speaking to her. Yeah. Tell Through the
0: internet. She said that? Yeah. She was like, online. Oh, that's sweet. <laughs> but he's from the Netherlands or something. They had to like ship him in. I don't know how that works, but.
1: They shipped him i think that it's
0: <laughs> like diamonds and rosé the mini horses remember
1: right oh bad. <laughs>
0: right um okay this is what i don't understand so okay they showed her she got married in the year 2000 um whoa she said um that she stopped working when they had kids or that her husband like requested that she stop working when they had kids um, and so she was saying that like he could withhold her allowance, and she, the power dynamic was then off or whatever. Right. They show a headline that said that she got three hundred thousand is getting three hundred thousand dollars a month in like spousal support. Could you imagine
1: if but we I'm had like, that? But
0: I'm like, she's from. Wealth, right, right.
1: She's just rich as hell. So I it's mean, like
0: she was rich as hell already. She married a guy who's rich as she hell.
1: Contributed to their income in their household before getting pregnant. She said, "Sure,"
0: but then when you get divorced, obviously you come to a deal, and he must be more wealthy because that's or because she's the main uh, caretaker of the kids. She needs the quote needs three hundred thousand for the kids' expenses. Those um, kids,
1: <laughs> if that if. Her son is asking for a PlayStation 5, <laughs> and she has 300000 a month. You know he's getting that PlayStation 5.
0: Yeah, that's way more than... Because remember, how much does David that's, Bedore get?
1: That's more than we make a month for turtle time.
0: <laughs> I mean, our Patreon's getting up there close to 300000 right. a month,
1: but... That's one of those things where when you hear Sutton has 300000 a month for her children, you ask, what would it be to her to give us 25000 a month each yeah for us just it's to hang out to her
0: do you think she gives jennifer tilly a little stipend
1: of course she gives jennifer <laughs> a tilly a little stipend and we
0: should make friends
1: with those kids yeah and then we get some of their runoff yeah because isn't there a clause that you have to actually spend it on your kids
0: <laughs> the bethany clause <laughs>
1: <laughs> did bethany say that she claimed ownership in the clauses for oh god
0: i bet she has to fucking pay jason up the asshole every month
1: you think jason gets money from bethany totally he doesn't was have jason, shit
0: what was jason
1: doing He was a part of her empire towards the end. Yeah.
0: He had like a just kind of a normal, boring job, like finance or something. Mm -hmm. Um, But then, if I remember correctly, on Bethany Ever After, he kind of went to work for her company. He
1: became the person that would like have to talk to the distributors about like getting Skinny Girl out the door quicker and stuff. He like fully like took over operations or whatever.
0: Yeah. But so I was just confused about
1: like. What were you confused about Sutton wise?
0: Just like the her talking about the power dynamic and him like withholding allowance and stuff like that i was like but aren't you like extremely rich already
1: i think she wants to prove to her i i well okay first of all i don't understand why she needs to prove anything to her ex-husband and is that going to be what she does this season like flaunt how successful she is in front of him like invite him to events right it, it, also if he was like all blurred out so i, I, I can you show this person on was camera? he on the show before no, I don't think so. Never? She came in post-relationship, and no, I had, I, no, I had no idea about okay. that person I, yeah. that I don't remember. I don't know. I, I, I think it's just, I, I. what I felt with this Beverly Hills premiere was it's like, I, I don't know if it's like this for every premiere, if it's this like cut and dry, but it just felt like Sutton's scene, Garcelle's scene, and Erica's scene were like setting up, this is what we are going to talk about this season. This is yeah. the start of our storyline. Yeah. I, I, is it always so blatant? I feel like it's right. a little more like ad hoc is that for right it? like this was like garcelle's gonna be talking about her relationship with her sons erica's yeah. gonna be going through empathy empathy lessons to talk about the victims you know <laughs> yeah um
0: i did like that um erica talked to her therapist about BravoCon because i've talked to my therapist about BravoCon. you have about about what about how much fun we're gonna have <laughs> yeah i was just like i'm really fucking busy right now like i have BravoCon coming up and um i don't think she even like fully understands what it is but um I wonder how many people on earth have talked to the, their therapist about Bravo I bet a lot. Probably oh, was gonna most say. of the Bravo, uh, people that attend. Oh, true. True. Cause shit goes down there.
1: Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I was going to say like 16 or something, but no, you're right. A lot maybe of people
0: outside of, um, the cast members, maybe some, a small number, like 10 to 12. Yeah. Okay. Um, so
1: did we get to the bottom? I mean, Sutton is going to prove to her ex-husband that she can make money. Uh, yeah. Right.
0: Yeah. Also, um, Erica's therapist was like, Tom will die.
1: I know. <laughs> I was like, or Erica just... was like,
0: Tom is old and he is going to die. And the therapist was like, I think you'll be surprised by how upsetting that'll be for you. She was like, what? She
1: goes, oh, <laughs> she's like,
0: I'm, I <sighs> just got over it. Now yeah. you're saying that if he dies, I'll be upset. <sighs> she's like, she's yeah, like, yeah, bitch. You didn't think about that. <laughs> right. Yeah. That
1: was, that was an interesting scene. Um, um, I don't know what I, I don't know if it, it, if, it was, if it's going to be received well, that she was having to get like empathy lessons from right. her therapist. Well, she's off
0: Lexapro. Yeah. So she can at least keep drinking. That's good. For our benefit. Because <laughs> <laughs> the mixture was not a good look Ooh, when, when she show... went off on uh, oh. either Jax or Jade. <laughs> that,
1: that was one of the worst things ever. <laughs> and then, oh, you know what I really liked that I didn't talk about before we, I don't know if we're wrapping yeah. up on Beverly Hills, yeah. but I like that Kyle stopped her relationship with drinking i mean yeah in my opinion Mm -hmm. when kyle was shoving sutton two seasons (laughs) ago when she was drunkenly shoving sutton telling sutton that she needs to listen to diana jenkins and don't treat (laughs) diana jenkins like that like some garbage that diana jenkins was saying and she was like i I remember seeing it i was like why the hell is kyle shoving (laughs) sutton right now yeah and then they showed that specifically as it made kyle like want to turn away from alcohol i was like good Yeah. Like that was awful of Kyle. She treated Sutton like shit.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That was during that like misguided miscarriage conversation.
1: Yeah. So we talked about, oh yeah, she was like, didn't believe. (laughs) She was like, Sutton, you've never talked about that before. (laughs) So like, are you just bringing this up now? Yeah, that was bad. Okay. Um, Well, we talked about Kyle Mauricio. We talked about P. Kane and Marie.
0: Damn. Yeah, we've said it all.
1: we said it all. So how did you feel about that premiere overall, generally?
0: (sighs) It was kind of boring. Yeah. Um, but I do love Beverly Hills in general, but Crystal, you sent a meme of, it was like Crystal on the first episode and it was like, she appeared for a blip. Yeah. Search on Twitter <laughs> for that meme. It was very funny. It says
1: Crystal's appearance on Beverly Hills in the premiere episode and it just shows a blank wall and then it says Crystal blip for a split like, second. Boop. And, uh, and she, I, I. I don't think she spoke except in that flashback where her and her <laughs> husband were talking about how complicit Erica was in the right. Tom Girardi thing. Totally,
0: She doesn't say, she's not allowed to say one thing. No, they should take her diamond away. Um, I also have to be honest. I'm in desperate need of a certified turtle piss break.
1: Oh, good. Oh, I'm sorry. We're <laughs> wrapping up now. I mean, I was in desperate need. I thought I was, I was uh, sucking it all up for you. Okay, let's stop. And then Southern Charm and then yes. whatever else, the other shit we talk about. All right. Certified turtle piss. <laughs> Woo.
0: Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why UnitedHealthcare's
2: Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. A new year is full of surprises, but one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. For a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale, no long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com code program. And we are Whew. back. You feel better? Yes, yeah, definitely. I
0: knew I
1: I, sh- I should have known. I started I saw, to panic. I know, and I saw you. I was like, I the,
0: can't talk about Crystal anymore.
1: <laughs> I saw you feel to the brim, and I wanted to keep talking about Crystal. I'm so sorry.
0: I wish that we had like. I don't know, like some physical sign of when it was time. Well, I,
1: I told you, I saw it. I saw it. I saw <laughs> what happened.
0: You let happens. me stew in I, my own piss.
1: To be honest, I was looking down at my notes saying, where was Crystal the entire time? And then when I looked up, I could tell you were brimming with piss. You know <laughs> I was what's like, wrong? I thought we were done. You know what's wrong is that we are... Because of it last week when we didn't do anything, you know, the entire time we did a two and a half hour with absolutely no certified turtle piss. Now we're not doing the thing where we do news, then stop. And then, yeah. you know what I mean? We're just like, we have so much
0: hubris, I guess. Right. Yeah. I, my venti coffee hit, hit all at once. Once you talked about Crystal Minkoff.
1: It hit you all at once? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like a wall. Well, if you like Crystal on Beverly Hills, let <laughs> us know. Um, so we, now Amy and I have to talk about, we have to talk about it. Yes. For those of you who do the Southern Charm Challenge with us, where you wait <laughs> one week and then you listen to us talk about Southern Charm, we are talking about last week's episode of Southern Charm. It was called Family Bonds, yes. I believe.
0: Yes. Um, it was a sad one.
1: S- very sad. Almost from start to finish.
0: Yeah. I um. So, I mean, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but I was shocked I remember when this news that happens in this episode came out in real time and I was confused because, I mean, I'll just say it. If you guys watched it or you don't know, Olivia's brother died. Yes. But Taylor's brother has also died. And so when the, there was an implication in the trailer or whatever, I was like, I literally don't remember... Which person this is about, what order they happened in. Because it was so crazy. Like, once the news hit for whichever one happened second, I was like, that already happened. Right. Because as I said last week, I have a little bit of a hard time parsing the difference between Taylor and Olivia, especially like a year ago. Um, So the fact that they both had this horrible thing happen. I was like wait no that already happened like that's not new news and then I realized it was someone else
1: right so I can distinguish between Olivia and Taylor (laughs) okay and I knew that but I knew that this had happened in both of their their lives I didn't know when in filming it had happened or or if it was going to even happen this season because I just thought like I I thought there would be some warning if, if we were going to experience this while we're watching Southern Charm so this came out of nowhere to me i thought i guess mm-hmm. i assumed that they both happened post filming uh-huh. so i was shocked uh-huh. that because you learned from the teaser right that, that like mm-hmm. okay um and then now, now since i've looked into it and i guess uh taylor's brother passed away in june after filming so that's okay. not going to be a part of the okay the so sh- that
0: hasn't happened here yet because when they were talking about it together i was like wait is taylor gonna say unfortunately i know what you've been through and i was like oh shit that hasn't happened it's yet it's like awful so it's like austin is the one who knows how it feels because of his tragic storyline with his sister um so i'm like holy shit they don't even know that in like just a few months there's gonna be a third sibling yeah like god
1: yeah it's horrible and so that the episode has this sort of like you know i mean even before we get hit with that which is like the worst thing that can ever happen to someone i mean it starts out with like we see that you know not not that i'm comparing this but just the the entire episode had this through line of like the sadness that they're all encountering like little craig like almost died chef has to go to the the vet and it's like you we he's like i almost lost you know my dog
0: which i can't believe that it was literally just because of his inbred qualities that he just overheated and almost died yeah like you guys i'm sorry we gotta nix it with the the smushed face puppies they can't survive on earth anymore
1: yeah i mean is that i don't know is that controversial to say that some dogs are are kept bred (laughs) but they shouldn't exist in the world anymore because of
0: i mean it's sad
1: yeah it's very it's very sad (laughs)
0: like they were literally just like yeah his face is smushed he can't breathe yeah. you almost died
1: i mean is it is it doing a disservice this episode to talk about like the begin like the madison and the lemonade and the whitney nudes i mean i feel like <laughs> right I, I don't know it's like it's sort of like it's a very abrupt halt to all of like the southern charm right storylines up to this point and it's well, yeah. really just a focus i feel like
0: on... um they sort of did it it was actually yeah almost every part of this episode was a little bit sad so like there was the beginning part which was light you know just the couple bonding on long distance and whatever they talk about the full frontal nudes or whatever um they uh but then next it's austin's parents house which i was like i'm kind of obsessed with his parents yeah like they have the wine the cheese they're uh um living in their new house um they clearly like are super close. Like yeah. they're willing to call him out. It's like not even awkward. They're but, just like, he's... but you,
1: you can tell how much they like, they love him. Totally. Like, they're like, they love him so much. And he loves his parents too. It's like really sweet to see, like yeah. not, not manufactured in any way. Right.
0: I love when, uh, he was like, Olivia is so pissed off at me right now. And the dad's like, should I ask why? And then, yeah. The mom's like, oh, my God, like, you didn't sleep with Taylor, did you? And she's like, go get the other bottle of wine, the French white, the French white. (laughs) Like I was like, I want to go. Like, they were like parents of a friend or something that I would be like, can I live with you guys like I love you
1: guys (laughs) yeah it seemed very sweet that they're in it with Austin you know they're like huge fans of his or so I mean obviously a lot of parents are but it just felt like you could see a very sweet dynamic totally
0: and then he revealed to them that he was in therapy to figure out why he treats women this way and why he can't hold down a relationship
1: which is sort of I mean like we were acknowledging the pattern and I'm sure other people have that, that the minute things start to get serious with someone he like does something to completely Fuck it up. Totally and like it, this episode is him reckoning with that. And yeah. It ends up having very big ramifications in his life.
0: Totally. Um yeah, he um so but this was sort of like a perfect first introduction because of course through this conversation his parents talk about the fact that they lost a child. Yeah, right. And that like, you know, we are best friends and that's what got us through losing Kyle, his sister. Yeah. Um, And then later when he's in therapy, I thought that was like a pretty decent breakthrough that they were talking about that if he were to settle down with someone in the back of his mind, he's maybe thinking like, look what can happen when you, you know, settle down and take risks and like, look what could happen. Like, it's like very scary, you know? Yeah. Um, for me that
1: was one of the most impactful therapy scenes i've ever seen i know i was like
0: usually i'm so judgmental of like reality therapists but i was like well it it does seem like he's going off camera and then they like did a special one for um yeah this um and especially because they were talking about the olivia stuff um it made it relevant um but yeah then like this scene right after that you're like so sad about you know you're comforted by their family, but they're talking about something really dark. Next thing, Shep's calling his dad Rip, yeah. saying, Little Craig has a 108 fever, and that, like, he almost fucking died.
1: For a second, I thought, I thought, I, I was like, Oh my God, did Little Craig actually die? I know, I'm like, like, I didn't know, I wasn't sure because the way he said it, it I know. Like, he, he had a huge pause, and he said I know. I've lost him.
0: That's the thing, like, through my own experience and, like, following animals online and stuff, like, with animals, like, shit can go. I mean, it can happen with people too, but specifically with like pets, shit can go haywire so quickly. Mm -hmm. And so that was really scary and sad, especially because he was just at daycare.
1: Imagine getting that call. Horrible. Yeah.
0: And I was like relieved or touched and happy that Shep cared that much. Oh yeah. Because I feel like sometimes people on TV, I'm like, why don't you care more? Like we talked about on Salt Lake when that, when when Monica's dog went got lost and she didn't seem that upset about it yeah
1: there, there's a huge range on how people like view their pets and like yeah. how much they care about them in their life and um yeah i fully accepted little craig's presence <laughs> in Shep's life like seeing them like you know what he what he said about how it made him responsible for yeah. someone for the first time yeah like, I he got him that. when he was 40
0: 40 i know <laughs> and he's like wow like i have to Whoa. care for something other than right. myself he's like i didn't care about anybody trust me right <laughs> yeah um and then the next conversation is jt and his mom and he cries in this conversation too
1: yeah so um there's a show jt is getting like a showcase dedicated to him i mean for a first time cast member like he is like solo scenes he's bringing his mom he's not even interacting with the cast so much they are like they clearly are enthralled with vanita could never
0: oh my god could you imagine no (laughs) they still just use vanita for her house on this episode they're like can we just like have people over at your Leva house was like i don't know we got
1: to go to somebody's house i mean i guess yours like it feels like <laughs> i think did we say it last week that vinita just it seems like production is just using her house as a that's like a location for them totally. so everything has to happen there um but jt's mom and their their relationship is uh, very sweet again yeah. another great relationship with a parent mm-hmm. um I, lo- I love their camaraderie about you know the decorating of the airbnb (laughs) and how much she hated all this stuff she's like
0: it's killing me to stand here
1: yeah (laughs) yeah and then he gets vulnerable after you know they do this i guess they do multiple projects together this Mm -hmm. is like they're like a duo right like yeah she helps him design projects that he renovates yeah
0: yeah um i liked her shade of she was like the pillows are uh fine for a fishing cabin and i was like are those craig pillows they didn't say but kind of looked like it
2: oh (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh my god! And he said, "Mom, you're being unnecessary. Mommy, you're being unnecessarily hard on me." And I think he felt the camera's eye yeah. know, on him. It's like she's like talking, but she's she's great on camera.
0: No, yeah, that was fun. And then um, we got more uh, blurred out uh, ex wedding photos yeah. uh, on this one. He said he got married when he was 22, which is like insane. Um, but he was crying that he didn't want to go through that again.
1: So he said, "I mean, he's he's establishing that he's ready to." have something else in his life now that he's turning 38. Which
0: I definitely thought he was 40 plus. He did? Yes. He um, does not look 38.
1: This is a little factoid. I mean, not many people are going to care, but I'm also <laughs> on the slow climb to 38 like JT. Yeah.
0: He I just I was shocked. Like I thought he was like 42
1: that it's a nebulous range for men. <laughs> he ages. also just
0: dresses older. Yeah. You know, like yeah. Austin, I mean, Austin is younger, but like he dresses younger. You're right. You know? Yeah. So,
1: so he said, yeah, he opened up about his marriage. He was too young, even though he absolutely loves his ex. He didn't say anything. There was nothing horrible here. Yeah. The mom agrees. She's like, I loved your wife, yeah. but you guys were just too young. And then he says, he's ready to have a significant other in his life. And I think from the, uh, season preview i do believe he pursues taylor
0: oh god do, do you remember that Am <laughs> i, I remember I, I that like I, okay maybe i'm wrong but he's definitely interested or
1: because yeah, he was really i don't know jt i i do like him i think he's a great presence but he does seem almost too good on camera like uh-huh. he's almost like very clearly saying his goals and intentions almost in like a storyline uh-huh. way like he's like telling his mom you are going to watch me now pursue this, you know, <laughs> right. for the rest of the season.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I do like him though. Yeah, me too. Um, and then the next scene is sad. Yes. It's Pat and Whitney, um, calling, like doing a FaceTime with Michael, her former Butler who had a stroke. Yeah. And I was so happy to see him. He's like, he's literally her like Alfred. Yes. Like he was like, is that Dolce & Gabbana you're wearing madam? Yeah. And it- she's like, he's like looking fabulous as always. Yeah.
1: <laughs> He was so sweet to her. It was, it was, yeah, it was, it was exactly the scene that I think you and I both hoped for. Yeah. I mean, we knew she had a new butler, but we wanted Michael and they gave it to us. Yeah. They have this like scheduled FaceTime call. Um, he's living in assisted living in Sarasota, Florida, which mm-hmm. is where I grew up. Really? Yeah. So I'm thinking oh, wow. when I go back in January, I <laughs> Visit might him. give him, I might make him a martini.
0: <gasps> yeah. He deserves it. Were there a lot of olds around? Sarasota. Yeah.
1: When I was younger, I think it is, it it is like where a lot of people retire to, yeah. you know? Um, but what do I don't call know. call
0: those? I th- like winter birds or snowbirds?
1: Yeah. We call them snowbirds. <laughs> That's what I was calling them when I was like running around the streets of Sarasota. <laughs> snowbirds. But yeah, no, it is. It's an older population. I think it's the demographics are changing now a little bit. Like maybe younger people are drawn to it. But when I was growing up, yeah. it okay. was an elderly. Got it. vibe
0: um yeah he was saying it was the second anniversary of his incident um and it was just really sweet they were going back and forth he was teaching whitney how to make the martini which i do want that ice bag me too like i want that just for like diet coke yeah
1: to crush ice in He had a louis bag didn't he
0: it yeah there's like it was a brand a specific brand that uh
1: Well, and a huge question was answered for me, which is when the new butler, um, I forget his name, unfortunately, I'm sorry, to the new butler, but when he was um, making the martini and he delivers it, uh, Whitney and Patricia, I think, took a big sip, and they did not say definitively whether it was good or not, and then she says in this, she's been living with inferior martinis. Oh, shit.
0: So the new butler...
1: (laughs) the new butler should have been there to learn.
0: Yeah, totally.
1: But I understand why they, they want should
0: it. pay to fly him out to Florida to get a lesson.
1: I think so. Yeah. Yeah. That would be an amazing scene. Yeah. Um, and um, then it, it did seem like Whitney and Patricia weren't aware that that was, they were given that information for the first time that this was the two year anniversary, yeah. at least because there was a little bit of a pause where like, they didn't know what to say. Right. That, yeah. that felt real. Yeah. Like, what do you say to someone yeah. who like says that it's like, yeah i'm sorry i mean the
0: whole thing's a little awkward just because it's like the power dynamic is weird it's like he worked for them like they were you know they paid him and then now he just has to live elsewhere and it's just like sad
1: yeah but they handled it well even with that like awkward blip where they didn't know what to say i was like they're being very sweet to him like whitney said i love you we miss you we miss your martinis and he loves them and it was just sweet yeah very sweet like yeah. a great a great touching scene and then what well, when they end the call you can see that patricia is very affected by losing michael and the fact that this happened two years ago and she says like i mean like the theme of the episode she's like you never know when things are going to change so um well you know yeah embrace like, life every day because totally. you never know when it can change and then it's like the rest of the episode is encapsulates that
0: theme. oh my god yeah it's like i didn't realize until i looked through my notes that every scene was sad <laughs> Like every no, yeah, single it, one, it was.
1: There was like one moment of levity, and then everyone was impacted by something hard. And then I do. Yeah. I think the next scene is Leva and Venita <laughs> going to meet. Right? Is there? Yes. A, yes. Yes. Yeah. It, it, Leva and and Venita going to meet Olivia for like a scheduled event. I assume that the original intention of this scene they all got call times for it i assume the intention was for olivia to distribute the information that austin had kissed taylor Uh taylor and austin had kissed yeah so and leva and vanita do not know this information Mm -hmm. but they're trying to call olivia to say is this still happening i mean i'm sure you know this was very scheduled but they can't get a hold of olivia um and then they're talking about it at dinner they're sitting down they're ready for a a cat you know a like a cast event you yeah. know like this is going to be a scene
0: mm-hmm.
1: and they can't get in touch they start to get worried mm-hmm. leva's legitimately you know worried right. that she hasn't gotten in touch and then they call taylor and then that's when taylor calls back like they're in the mm-hmm. middle of talking or whatever taylor calls back and then taylor has the you know the news that they haven't heard yet she thinks that Leva's calling her because leva had heard right you, right yeah and then taylor Let's her know because she's on speaker because uh-huh. they don't think anything can be you know, right. that horrible that Taylor's going to say. And Taylor's like freaking out. Yeah. So upset. She yeah. says, I heard from someone. Someone reached out to me. I forget the name of someone yeah. like Irving or someone reached out to me and said that, did you hear the news that Olivia's brother Connor had passed away? And then Lova immediately takes it off speakerphone because she's like, What the? You know, I'm not letting this out on camera if this is not something that needs to be like disseminated right now. And then you watch her real reaction to what happened, which is like horrifying to see. I mean, we only see that very rarely when someone reacts to someone's death. Vanita also hears the news. And then they immediately do the right thing, which is like, We want to stop filming immediately. Like, we are not going to carry on a scene where we just heard this horrible news. Yeah.
0: Whew, yeah. It's dark, very um, very dark. Yeah, and then the next day it's Austin, like in his kitchen, clearly had been like sobbing for hours. Yes, and he calls Taylor, which you're a little like, ooh, like, <laughs> I wasn't like that at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, I <laughs> mean, you're just like Olivia would be like, cool, like now you call Taylor to like cry about like my misfortune. I mean, in my
1: opinion, everything like, in my opinion, like everything falls away. You know, like sure. like every. No, I know I know what you mean. It's like the in, in the prior incarnation of Southern Charm, you would have had this like, oh, oh, obviously, <laughs> but then it's like nothing matters anymore. It's like the whole pretense of the season just is dropped. Right. And Austin is going grieving. Like totally. going through it. He is so upset and he is so conflicted about how he can go about <laughs> this with the new you know, with his relationship with Olivia. Because right. he wants to be there for her, which is... Yeah,
0: Taylor's like, you need to go over there and show your face. And then later, there, Craig is talking about it. And he's like, whatever you do, don't fucking go oh. show your face over to, there. To me,
1: the, the power of this episode, because it was very... In addition to being horrible and sad, and I don't wish that any of it happened, obviously, at all. But the power of this episode for me was how people react and deal with grief of someone in their friend group, of yeah. someone that they love and yeah. the different conflicting ways people feel the different things they do. Like Austin literally got the exact opposite advice from two <laughs> people and he had to make his own moral decision yeah. based on how he felt. And if we're just talking about it, this through line, Olivia loved it. I mean, yeah. we're, I'm getting ahead of, of it a little bit, but um, you see once Olivia tells the story and recounts how Austin uh, like, yeah when about this like, right
0: she- i mean i feel like when in doubt do like just do the straightforward supportive thing right. not like well i didn't like want to you know piss you off or whatever it's like obviously she cares about him obviously he specifically has a tie to this scenario like you know, I'm like bringing someone a care basket is never going to be an insult. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah,
1: but but then there was like, I mean, I'm not like, uh, Craig gave bad advice. And I <laughs> yeah. love Craig, but that was bad advice. Yeah. But I do think that everyone in this instance gets some, um, like, I don't judge anybody's actions sure. in the wake of death because everyone like, Yeah, everyone
0: did something nice. Like Shep offered his apartment, which yes. Olivia said was like a huge help because yes. her family was coming to town and their neighbors. Uh, Craig was making a lasagna, which I right. feel like sending food is always clutch. Yes. Um, the girls sort of like rallied around and like gave her a place to come be comforted. Austin brought her a basket or whatever. Yeah. Like, I feel like she had a lot of support, which was nice.
1: Yeah, very sweet. And, and I, I do like that Austin went with his heart and decided to be brave and not consider that they, you know, that she said that she the sight of him made her want to vomit, you know, yeah. just a day ago and he decided to pursue it. And then you see that Olivia was so touched by that gesture, like lit up and smiled. And I just thought that was so sweet that yeah. it really nothing, nothing matters in the face of death. And I thought yeah. it was so sweet how they rallied around her.
0: <laughs> I liked how there was that sort of like flop borderline, uh, drama of like Leva and Vinita Yeah. Let's, let's talk about it. Cause I, I think, or- I think, they were deciding of like who they were going to have over whatever and they were like i don't know if we should have taylor because of like their drama or whatever vanita said that yeah Le- and leva was leva like, was
1: couching her opinion i don't think keva thought or leva thought that that was the right approach at all but vanita gives that justification of why she's disinviting taylor <laughs> from being in a like a comfort space right. with olivia
0: and taylor was basically like bitch like I'm friends with her family like we go way back we're really close like and then uh Leva just like takes the phone from Venita and I was like you know that I know her family too I'm like it's not a fucking competition no. but ultimately um it's the main weird thing is that it's at Venita's house <laughs> that,
1: that is weird but I so again Venita's reaction to this news is like I I I found it to be abhorrent but also, I don't blame how she felt in the moment that she thought Taylor might. She's, she said that Taylor would, she doesn't want Taylor to talk about Austin. Like <laughs> that she would bring up Austin at this like, in this comfort zone where they're gathering together. Like it's just such a such a horrible read of someone's behavior. And then yeah. I did kind of like that Taylor was like, I think Olivia would appreciate having me her actual friends around basically saying that vanita and olivia don't know each other at all right. like they're actually not friends right and then leva just discounts vanita not inviting taylor and just says you know get over here because right. she that's the right thing it's like this is not a moment to talk about petty grievances or what you think taylor's headspace is going to be and then i'm sure that olivia val she did value taylor being there
0: yeah totally um also quickly the scene where craig is cooking the lasagna and rodrigo comes over and craig's just like flopping left and right he the bottle is corked he can't open the bottle of wine he uses a can opener and it's like i was like waiting for him to like chop his finger off i was so scared rodrigo was like looking at him like jesus christ what's it called it was like a
1: comedy of errors it was like a charlie (laughs) chaplin routine he was just he's talking about the most morbid sad stuff and what he's gonna do and then he's like cannot get the wine The wine's pouring everywhere
0: uh that was a, a total mess. And also, um, we've already seen him injure himself before. So I was like scared.
1: Kyle said that his finger is still like limp from I know. that manufacturer. Well, accent. he
0: like severed a tendon.
1: Yeah. I really like Rodrigo. Just yeah. the little glimpses we're getting of him. He's just.
0: Yeah. He seems like a solid dude.
1: Calm, but fun. Yeah. Funny. Like I liked that little scene with him and Craig.
0: Yeah. That was good. Um, yeah. It was sweet. Um. Okay. So then Olivia shows up. They've made her gluten-free chicken nuggets. They talk about her gluten-free a lot. Craig also made the lasagna gluten-free.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I think it's just because, like, so much food stuff is coming up. But, yeah, (laughs) Yeah. I mean, we're definitely learning that she's (laughs)
0: gluten-free. But, yeah, it was really sad. She's talking about, like, how her parents have reacted. They showed a clip from two weeks prior where she was FaceTiming with her brother, which is, like, so dark. Um, I mean, and
1: also, I mean, dark, but then also, like, I was i couldn't believe how like transcendent it was for like i mean it, it was like sweet it was like like he was like i'm i'm passing on the torch to you mm-hmm. or whatever like it actually had seemed so symbolic uh-huh. and beautiful that conversation like i felt so lucky or i know i know she was lucky to have that last conversation with her brother like yeah. i'm glad it was something mean meaningful and sweet
0: totally um yeah that was really sad um and then, yeah, straight into more sad is the Austin at therapy. He's talking about, you know, how he's probably met two or three girls that could have been the real deal. Chelsea. Yeah.
1: Do we consider Madison? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, he was obsessed with her. Yeah, Madison, definitely and, Chelsea. I mean, yeah. Chelsea was one where I was like, "Why are you screwing this up?" Like I Chelsea was one. The, of the, she was a slam dunk. She is like one of the coolest, nicest people. I, like I don't know what the hell he was thinking with that. I, I really think that. And she one was like chill regrets.
0: too. She like wasn't asking for much.
1: No, she was great. He just like he he flopped so hard on that one. So yeah, he's yeah. he's like addressing why he doesn't want to get more vulnerable. with People, why he gets to a stage where he's hot and like hot and heavy Mm -hmm. and then just like does something to completely screw it up.
0: Totally. Um, Yeah. But he was like, maybe my purpose here is to show her that like time can heal and that, you know, she'll get through this or whatever. And it was sweet.
1: It was really sweet. It is like, yeah, maybe that's my, my purpose to show her like what time, you know, can do to move forward. And, it was beautiful i mean austin like i have been thinking he was a little stinker the last three episodes (laughs) uh he but the fact that he's addressing this within himself yeah and the fact that he stood up and did the right thing despite conflicting whatever advice strong conflicting advice i just thought it was so sweet of him and brave and um i thought that therapy scene was impactful i was just like yeah. I, th- I think he really learned something there and he really wants to grow yeah and um, um
0: yeah. yeah it was like a heartfelt episode and then it's like coming up next week and it's like i saw your vagina bitch sword fight <laughs> <laughs> it's about like full frontal nudity it's, it's like it's like they're like
1: like okay now southern term has to be fun again like after yeah. we just got this like huge emotional like powerful episode and it's like yeah they're back to normal yeah um which it's fine i mean the high the high and the low like i was very you know i, I don't know, this was like what bravo can do so well you know like a thing like this was so in my opinion he- treated so tastefully mm-hmm. you know and yeah. and this represents real life and it's horrible and unfortunate but i i think we learn things from from that
0: yeah i watched it um yesterday at the library because um my cleaning woman uh came over yesterday and so wow. i have to exit my home for many hours um many sorry hours to brag it... i mean i'll be honest <laughs> it's my favorite thing i spend my money on i will i could be like on the brink of bankruptcy and i will still pay
1: okay i have so many questions first of all <laughs> yes that's a brag second of all how many hours does it take <laughs>
0: Well, it's just one woman and she takes a long time and I'm too loyal. Uh, I'll literally pay her till I die. Like I would never swap, but she takes like five hours.
1: Five (laughs) hours. That's a long time. I told you, I mean, if you ever need a place to go for five hours, you know, please. Yeah. I, I, you know, I'll house you if the library (laughs) says we're closed or whatever. Yeah. But, um... Oh, um, oh, I also, I agree with you completely. I do not have um, someone who cleans my home. So yep. I find it to be one of the, but I do like you. I, if I had even <laughs> any amount of money with some leeway there, I that is one thing I would pay for. Because a clean home oh, is such a luxury.
0: It's glorious. When I open the door and it smells like pine saw and bleach, oh. it makes me so happy. She makes the bed like a hotel bed. Like I could never have it tucked as tight as she gets it. And so I try nice. to maintain the tuck for as long as possible. Whereas Jimmy will just throw the cover off. And that's, I'm like, no, 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 no. Like I'm like a tamale in the bed that's Jimmy for like for a you. week.
1: He seems like a total bed No, bed reverence, sheet, no for reverence the No reverence. Rip them off the,
0: through the... Um. <laughs> Fryer untuck. What's that? <laughs> like Fryer tuck. Oh, right. He's kind of like that.
1: <laughs> was Fryer tuck... He was the one that had that hair just on the top of his head, right? But bald all around
0: um was he like a bear in the animated oh i'm
1: sorry i'm thinking of traditional friars where they're like (laughs) but yeah they they wear wear the like brown yeah
0: um smock
1: oh yeah well what i was gonna say if sutton (laughs) oh sorry to cut you off i don't know what friars are but i just
0: have to say that on i have to bring up a sex in the city reference every week and one time samantha wants to fuck a friar and she calls him friar she calls him friar fuck
1: no she doesn't. Yes
0: she does. Can I look up, just does he have <laughs> if a If you traditional... look up fryer fuck it'll come up. I don't I can't
1: search fryer fuck.
0: <laughs> it'll come up
1: you will you promise. If I search Fryer Fuck, the only result Definitely. will be <laughs> He's like
0: a beefcake.
1: Oh, that's awesome. I try to do a Sopranos <laughs> reference every week, but I don't think I'm gonna be able to get one. Let's hope that one comes out.
0: I like have a disease where I have to bring up sex. No. In the city. I mean I have a
1: Sopranos disease where I want to. Um, I was gonna say if Sutton does give us generously ten K a month each, I would use that to he does have the traditional friar <laughs> hair. It just looks like it's overgrown. So well, no, no errant uh, search results came with that?
0: Well, there was also a second... Um, there's a movie that's mentioned, unrelated, called Throbbin Hood.
1: Well, is, is it a, the type of film that I think it is?
0: <laughs> I think so. Wow,
1: you gotta be careful with those searches.
0: <laughs> I think Stone Cold Steve Austin is in it.
1: Oh, then that can't be a, uh, that can't be a film of uh, <laughs> pornography.
0: I don't know. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> um,
1: what were we talking? Oh, oh yeah. I just wanted to say that Sutton, <laughs> if you did give me money, you you could rest assured that I would spend it on a cleaning person to come to my house. So,
0: yeah, it's um, I love I love it, and I will do everything I can to maintain the ability to do that. I would
1: too. It's one of the things in life worth paying for, like moving companies. Yes. You know what I mean? Do you pay for movers or you haven't moved in a long time?
0: I've only moved like once. It's
1: one of the best luxuries that you could ever have in life because moving is like, it's like the fourth, they say it's the most, fourth, most stressful thing you can even endure in life.
0: What else? Divorce.
1: Death, divorce. I think moving moving is like three or four.
0: Yeah. I've, I literally will live here forever because thinking about moving is terrible. I'm proud of your home. I mean, it's beautiful. (laughs) Getting this couch, you guys, this couch Getting it in and out of this place is no fucking joke. It weighs like 500 pounds.
1: I can tell. I mean, it's a beautiful couch. <laughs> I sit on it every week and I love it. And I, But I can't imagine the toil it, it took on you to... I got it... it
0: reupholstered in like 2020 or 2021. So they had to get it out and then get it back in. And it was absolute agony.
1: I'm sorry. <laughs> That's horrible. Okay. Well, speaking of couches, something that... <laughs> houses have
0: winter houses
1: (laughs) specifically (laughs) winter houses well let's i mean do you want to did we did southern charm justice right i mean that was a hard episode to talk about but totally i thought it was really good though we did good personally
0: yeah what i was just the reason i brought up that i went to the library to watch it was just that i was like yeah like it was funny watching it in public just with headphones because i was like like laughing and like crying and i was yeah. just like totally enjoying myself and i was like people are probably like what the fuck is she watching
1: i always like seeing people <laughs> at libraries who watch stuff yeah um did you cry
0: um i don't know if i like had full stream of tears but definitely like you know like welled up
1: yeah i i didn't i didn't specifically i didn't cry but it definitely well, yeah, it was emotional, but I, I don't think any tears came out, but it was very sad. Yeah,
0: but during the Austin and his parents scene, I was literally just like, ha, ha, ha. I was like, love you guys. Ah, uh, sweet. <laughs> Do did they,
1: did they make you wear headphones?
0: Yeah, I was wearing my AirPods. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I love the library. <laughs>
1: Me too. Oh, I love the library. I love it so much. I don't get to go very often, but I have Libby, which is sort of my okay. library surrogate on my phone.
0: Have you read, it's called The Library Book? no it's susan orlean oh it's about the great fire that took yes. over the los angeles library yeah you should read it it's uh, fucking great. really yeah it's like also just about like libraries at large and la and it really makes you appreciate the concept period and what effect they have on our community and it goes into all these different corners like historically and it's a fucking great it's, book it's
1: one of the best things we've ever done as a society totally
0: which is why whenever it's under threat i'm like i will chain myself to my local library if they try to defund them
1: who does try to defund
0: all the time you know books are under attack in general oh right uh the library if people think it's like frivolous (sighs) unnecessary
1: could you imagine (laughs) they they provide so many services that people don't even know about
0: told you if you're in la 10 color printout pages per day you can do
1: that's amazing Canopy is one of the most... Be- okay.
0: Um,
1: okay. 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 Uh, generally, up front, I got to ask you. People want to know. <laughs> are you excited about Winterhouse being back?
0: Um. Oh, no. <laughs> I think by the end, I was. Okay. But when it started, I was like, there's too many goddamn people here.
1: Yes. Okay. The first- Even the
0: title is Loverboys, City Girls, and Yachties. Oh, my.
1: Who are the City Girls? Danielle and... Uh, um- What's Her friend in? that like went Casey. to bed at
0: 10 p.m.
1: Casey. They're they're the city girls?
0: And Jordan, I guess. From... Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Right, right. Okay. Yeah.
1: And then the lover boys. We know who that is. Yeah. And then the yachties.
0: Yeah. They're fun. Yeah. I liked it. Okay. I liked everyone. <laughs>
1: the first seven minutes are what came out first. And I watched that first. And it was a little uh-huh. slow going. Yeah. I was like, I don't know half of you. Right. You know, I don't know half of you. Um, but, and it also, it's like there, it's so much about the house and them getting there, you know? So you're watching them like unpack and get used right. to the house, kind of like how Summer House is, I guess. Right.
0: I will say, though, so the, at the very introduction, Kyle arrives with Corey because Amanda is at like a bachelorette party. Yes. Um And Kyle, I love Kyle. You know, he's my king. But having him paired with Corey is not a good no, look.
1: No. And I want to say, I think i I I thought I wouldn't have liked Corey just from what I saw of him but I felt like the Bravo universe was sort of like trying to get me to like him and like yeah. the relationship with Sam and I felt like people were positive towards Corey No. but I'm done. Pretending. <laughs> I don't like Corey and I don't like Kyle in association with Corey.
0: No, I was like, if someone was watching this for the first time, they'd be like, look at these two assholes. And yeah. I'm like, Kyle is not like that.
1: He, oh, he's just approximating <laughs> Corey's behavior when he's in proximity with him. No, it's like, you're right. And then at one point, Corey is like, I'm like, one thing nobody's ever said about me is that I'm nice. It's like, <laughs> you're not nice. So you're a horrible person. You're an asshole. No I did ever- like
0: that the Yachty's were like, Toxic alert, like they were just kind of like making fun of him, but
1: I also think his persona is like a facade, yeah, I, I think that he has a a toxic energy that he wants to perpetuate. He was very non-existent this episode, I think because he is in a relationship with Sam and he doesn't want to cheat on her on camera, potentially, yeah, but you know? he probably will, but he I think in the there they, there's a the, uh, teaser for the season, and like someone goes up to him and starts like making out with him, right. I, I forget who it was. <laughs>
0: I think it was Katie.
1: It was Katie? I think. Whoa. Um,
0: um, yeah, but I mean, everyone that they brought, actually, um, that was a new addition, I actually liked. Me too.
1: I, yeah, you want to go? Let's go through them. Sure. Okay. So, Kyle, love, we love. Yes. Corey. Boo. And also, <laughs> I resent that he is now a staple of Summer House and Winter House. He, I know. Like, really got the fast track to being like a full-time cast member. I know.
2: It
0: sucks. I'm against it. Um, then Danielle... And then she brings her friend Danielle.
1: I'm so glad that I we've had like uh, you know the Danielle Renaissance that people yeah. are probably having. I mean, I know people hated her, right? Like yeah. She, but whatever. I view Danielle so favorably now, you know, from my summer house yeah. that I think I just love watching her on Winter House. Like she's one yeah. of my favorite cast members to watch.
0: She's fun. If anything, I'll say. She's taken a tumble in my eyes that she stood by Hub's side after everything that went down. I wish she would have stayed strong. It's
1: I, I said it before. It's just indicative of her good personality that she's someone that know, can forgive.
0: She's gonna need to have a, a Kyle uh, Richards moment in a few years and say, you know what? Why am I always under this bitch's wing?
1: Oh my God! We didn't talk about the Carl and Lindsay update. Oh yeah, but we don't. Do we need to? I mean, I can just say it very quickly, right? Sure. Um. Wait, what was the update?
0: (laughs) They both went to the premiere party separately, but I heard on Dumois that he went for like 10 minutes at the beginning to to support the producers is what it said. To support (laughs) the producers? (laughs) Like he was just like felt like he needed to like be there, whatever. I'm sure they're all at this point friendly with the people that make the show. Right. For sure. And then Lindsay came like as he was leaving. So they were like never there at the same time. And then Kyle
1: offered his take, which is so take it with a grain of salt. This is the, Kyle yeah. opinion but he said that Carl and Lindsay got to the point where they were in couples counseling for their mm-hmm. entire relationship um and also they had individual therapy sessions and he said it got into, in his opinion it got to the point where Carl couldn't address anything in like communicate with Lindsay without a outside third party of, yeah. outside of these you know a lot of therapy that they were doing as yeah. a couple and so they had these uh communication issues and then it got to the point where carl realized that he couldn't go through 50 years of not being able to actually communicate with Lindsay properly yeah and i think kyle said on watch what happens live first of all he said that he's not he wasn't so shocked he was shocked yeah. that anyone would make the move to um, cancel a wedding. Because yeah. it's one of the hardest things you can ever do. Yeah. But he was not fully shocked that this relationship ended. Right.
0: He said he had a front row seat to the cracks in their foundation. And Craig
1: has said this. I feel like Paige has said this. Yeah. Like I, I we've already said it, but Summerhouse is going to show things that, oh that my God. we're we're going I'm to be excited.
0: I think I'm more excited for that than uh Vanderpump. I think
1: I am too because <laughs> Vanderpump unfortunately from the behind the scenes shit I saw looks very Contrived. Yeah. Summerhouse feels like we're gearing lightning up in to a, a bottle. Lightning in a bottle. Um. And then he also I forget what he said. He also said that he doesn't think that Carl went into that conversation with Lindsay. Yeah. Wanting to specifically break up, just wanted to like confront things on camera. Right. Like, and then the it's,
0: conversation went so poorly we, that and, by the end they he broke off the engagement. And, and we know
1: from Lindsay that she. I mean, no offense to her, but she does. Go, uh, you know, she does it. She gets down, she gets more aggrieved by something, you know, like her fights, I guess, hit her a lot harder. And I can imagine a world where that happened, where it just spiraled out of control and they started fighting. And then Carl made this big decision, and then they never got to talk about it again because it hit the, you know, it hit all of us and it became a minor scandal or whatever. Totally.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, also on Watch What Happens, um, they talk about, um, the austin taylor olivia situation and kyle cook says to andy he's like remember it came up at BravoCon. you asked them and they denied it and andy was like no was <laughs> he great. was like you literally asked them and they denied it back then and it had already happened kyle knows it.
1: yeah that's great and i'm like
0: he should and like put Kyle on a panel like he is so great. No.
1: Yeah, he would be he would be amazing. And then as these people oh, we're we're ranking. Malia and Katie, yeah. great.
0: Yeah, they're fun. Um we have um Brian from Family Karma who is fun. Um Jordan from uh Summer House Martha's Vineyard. Yeah. And Alex from Below Deck the right. a man yep. who is horny. And then Schwartz comes later. And Brian's horny too. I mean, sure, but he's like way less aggressive. Seeming, yes.
1: So I love Alex and Brian's relationship. I have not seen uh, like a duo like that in a while. Like friends like that. Like they yeah. their camaraderie was so fun. And like I didn't I didn't know them at all. I didn't know you know their history or whatever. I love that they had that. Like I don't know their relationship was like very uh, what's that close, uh-huh. which is always great to see. Yeah. And then who? And then Casey. Is Danielle's friend who I think right. they just had like a plus one to right. Danielle and she decided to try someone out. Right. But Casey didn't seem to be too interested in the
0: <laughs> Yeah, she's kind of like party. just a bonus person. Yeah. Um yeah, and then they do a whole Scandal uh scene in the headlines moment. Yeah. Um and they review that.
1: So this is like March tenth. Yeah. Like March 3rd is yeah. when scandal erupted. It's
0: literally like the like within one week.
1: So yeah, so they are talking, the way they're talking about scandal, it's like it brings me back like I'm, I already feel so removed from how we felt in March. Yeah. It's almost like it, it's interesting to go yeah. back into that mindset and just remember what a uh, explosive how event this was. How huge it was. Yeah, and like I I love that they captured Schwartz and the other cast members in this time capsule of a moment that yeah. will never, we'll never live through something like that again yeah. in the Bravo universe. Like it'll never hit that hard. Yeah. And I like, and we get to see all their reactions. Malia and Katie have no clue what the hell's <laughs> going on. Yeah. Brian barely knows. Kyle isn't like, he, you can see that he doesn't um, like, like doesn't care about Schwartz's involvement. Like he's still a fan of Schwartz. He's more yeah. like neutral in this whole situation. Yeah. And then Danielle is, you know, defending she, yeah. Katie.
0: She reveals she's friends with Katie Maloney. Right. Um, it's funny, like when they show them all having photos with each other, it's like you guys cl- clearly met at either like Watch What Happens Live, a party or like Bravo Con. Yeah.
1: Kyle, Kyle goes, um, yeah, Malia and Katie are coming. Um, they're great. He goes, I met Malia, uh, in New York. Yeah. <laughs> and then they show it's like, yeah. he only met Malia like right after uh, Watch What Happens Live
0: yeah. or, you know, Con or something. uh, Bravo whenever anyone says in new york it means either like a reunion (laughs) watch what happens live or whatever um okay so then um they all do shots and alex uh does the cheers and he says uh to (laughs) he's like snakes what does he say
1: first of all it's great it's like it's like everyone gets in the house it's their first shot together then brian goes <laughs> which was very funny he goes Alex why don't you say that toast that I love so much that you love to <laughs> say?" Set him up. and then Alex says he says to rattlesnakes and condoms two things I don't fuck with <laughs> and then everyone takes a second and then basically just groans yeah, they're
0: like what the fuck <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's like the most <laughs> muted response to a toast ever he like instantly looks bad but I was, know
0: I was like who says that But it
1: flopped so hard it was funny yeah I, I gave him I mean credit. he is
0: flopping um throughout like it's almost like he has to flop otherwise it'll be too scary
1: right (laughs) he's got an endearing persona that I think that um I don't yeah I guess you're right I don't know I'm conflicted about Alex because I don't know what the (laughs) hell he's gonna do the rest of the time but from this initial outing with him I just thought he's you know he's horny yeah he's he's extremely sexual he sleeps in the nude he was (laughs) he was voted most uh flirtatious (laughs) in high school yeah (laughs) and then I I felt like he (laughs) (laughs) I felt like this toast was intentionally awkward. Yeah. Like just just to be kind of funny. And it really set them all back.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, More to come on him, I guess. Yeah. Um, Danielle updates us on uh, Robert. Oh, man. Saying she was like, I want to have fun uh, at the winter house I don't want to think about Robert and she said fuck Robert and I was like no
1: Robert I'm so (laughs) we love Robert we love you Robert I am so sorry and then I can just I can say now she also saw him in Aspen like two weeks ago or three weeks ago because he now works in Aspen and she held out hope that they could possibly get back together so she's just coming down from another potential thinking that her and Robert might make things work yeah and he said definitively, I don't think this will work out. Yeah. So, Robert, I'm so sorry. You know, if you want to talk about it on turtle time and give your take (laughs) on it, I felt like Danielle's fuck Robert was just sort of like, you know, someone who was just hurt by it. Right. You know? For
0: sure. Because we love Robert. Yes, Um, we love Robert. Yeah. Um, Corey keeps saying that him and Sam's relationship has no label on it. And I feel like... He keeps saying it. Yeah. And everyone's like... Because
1: because they go around the room mm-hmm. right i mean we're, we're almost there right they have a yeah. dinner right A barbecue dinner mm-hmm. looks great it was just delivered by bravo like right. you know someone just ordered it they were just
0: massive boxes outside and then malia says
1: can we get a read on what's the single status of everybody uh-huh. kyle still married yes right yeah and then everyone else in this house is
0: single yeah
1: except then they <laughs> linger on cory and he says what you just said yeah um We're not definitively boyfriend and girlfriend, right? right? But then then, they
0: like keep showing montages of like that they're together like every night posting their, you know, like film camera photos of them biting each other's tongues or whatever they do.
1: And then Danielle, yeah, exactly. Like (laughs) um, lighting each other's nipples on fire or whatever. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But then Danielle says in her confessional, I don't know why she doesn't say it out loud. I guess not to call them out, but she says that it makes her upset that he's mm-hmm. referring to Sam like that because she's witness to their interactions right. and how close it's, they are.
0: seems like they're together like constantly. Right. Um, I also liked, so uh, well, this is a little later, but when they go to bed, um, it shows a text from Sam to Corey and she goes, hope you had a good night. And he writes for sure. Sleep well. Yeah. <laughs>
1: uh, I read that as uh, I think Sam was potentially very nervous about, Corey and them going into the house together and how their relationship also would be Also rude
0: that she wasn't invited.
1: Well, I think, no, she just gets a later call time or something. Okay. She well, comes she does visit that, later. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. She, but I don't understand how many people are visiting.
0: I know. They have like a billion bedrooms. It's like Captain
1: Sandy's going to come up and say, <laughs> wake up everyone. And then like, um, there's like so many people coming. I, I know. I can't they even. have
0: more space than ever. Like some people are getting rooms to themselves, even though there's two beds. And I'm like in the summer house, they're like fighting for space.
1: Yeah. Um, so they really set to partying I mean this first night like not a lot of stuff like happens except right. just full-blown party energy yeah snowball snowballs, fight <laughs> yeah snowballs chugging drinks. Kyle's chugging.
0: pissing in the snow as always. yes
1: uh, and then Alex decides to take a shot right at some point he's drunk as hell oh, right. and Kyle gets drunk. I mean within like two minutes Kyle goes from like a normal Kyle to like drunken yeah pissing Kyle. Alex decides to say, you know, Jordan, will you come to the hot tub with me? And mm-hmm. then he's drunk. it I mean, he was yeah, drunk. Yeah, he was hell. like blackout. He goes, um, but within one second of sitting in that hot tub, I forget <laughs> what he says. He goes, you, I'm shocked. You're so <laughs> beautiful, shockingly so. And she goes, what are you going to do about it? Right?
0: Something and, like that. And he
1: starts to just do the slowest advance.
0: Let's talk about like a snake he was like, slithering towards her in the just, hot like, tub. She just like watches him the whole way and then turns her head when he gets very close and is like Mm-mm.
1: full-blown denial. She goes, "No, no, no." And he goes, "You're
0: fucking torturing me." <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like it's so it I don't know, it's so ridiculous cuz first of all they set it up like I really thought they were going to kiss cuz Wednesday yeah. has such sexual energy, right. I, Like really I, and the way they teased it. I was like, "Whoa, first well, night or whatever." I loved
0: on watch what happens. They showed a countdown. The Watch What Happens 5 was hot tub moments. And I forgot about the time when Sierra, Andrea, was it Austin and Sierra? Yes, all were getting down, it like was, on the verge of fucking in the hot tub. It was
1: awesome. and Kyle goes, "I just walked into an orgy right now." <laughs> yeah, that was great. Um, so yeah, I thought it was gonna have that energy. I don't know why. I would yeah. assume. And then yeah, he gets shut down so hard. He they all go back and she goes, "I'm going to bed now." Yeah. And then on her way to bed, Brian, <laughs> Brian is like, "I." I, I don't know if it borders on creepy. I'm sure people <laughs> will find that to be creepy or whatever. But I did like... It. Brian's ham-handed attempt at flirting with everyone. Yeah. Like just trying his shot with Malia. Yeah. With Katie with Casey. Yeah. Then he finally gets to Jordan. I don't like that. I guess he like creeped up on her and confronted her as she was going into the hallway or whatever, right. but it just seemed like a drunken shitty attempt <laughs> at flirting or whatever. Yeah. I don't know why he ever thought that he should go in a kiss. I for
0: know that. that was like crazy. Um, she was just like, nah. And he was like, all right. Uh, yeah. And then
1: she goes, what the hell is happening right now? <laughs>
0: I know. She's like under attack from every angle. Yeah. And then is yeah, it? I mean, I guess that's bad.
1: I mean, I, <laughs> (laughs) I I don't I guess that's bad
0: I mean I feel like it's I can't tell if it's just me that I feel like the show has become desexualized over the years because I feel like before or slash summer house like I feel like it used to be about like hooking up and like whatever and like who's gonna get with who and that's kind of like the whole point right um but this one they very much were speaking that way up front like we're all single like who's gonna fuck who and it just feels weird to talk that clearly about yeah. rec- just wanting a conquest.
1: Yeah, I more thought it was just like, uh, like odd and like very like too way too fast for Brian right. and Alex to like try to, like they think they're going to the hookup cabin like you just talked about right. like th- this is going to be like, like a just Friday a the Thirteenth movie <laughs> and they uh, everyone hooks up immediately and I like that Jordan shut them down both I think it just was um I don't know I don't know yeah I guess yeah
0: it's just like weird when they're like like which ones are you gonna fuck and they're like clearly she's the hottest and i'm just like what are we talking about here but then brian it's funny when he tries to flirt with katie and calls her an ogre i think try to do that okay yeah uh tries to do a shrek reference um right so yeah and then day two um is when schwartz is gonna come but he doesn't come till the very end right but they ask kyle they're like "How is how is he feeling what's going on and he said schwartz says this melodrama has quite a hold on him which is like clearly a direct quote yeah oh yeah <laughs> you know yeah he just read the text
1: message, message uh, verbatim
0: yeah um and then uh jordan is telling all the other girls about how she tried to get like both guys tried to mac on her and they were all like what the hell yeah no way um and then the tubing looks fun i want to do that me too me too yeah and then
1: alex like uh alex has a talk with danielle Mm -hmm. and he uses almost like the same flirting strategy with her that he's doing with everyone he's like you're so powerful like i'm almost like blinded by your power and it's i don't know for some reason i guess i haven't seen flirting in so long and it's so funny to see a desperate guy flirt or not desperate but a horny guy flirt but i but then i'm like okay wait (laughs) <laughs> is that why we watch Winter House? I'm like kind of like questioning my own <laughs> view. I mean, I, I do we want to see people hook up on this show? I mean, I guess that is that's a point, but like more organically, right? It was a little too it like was when a Carl too and
0: Paige would hook up in the pantry, like that it's, just happened naturally. It was more earned, totally. but like
1: Malia and Katie and Danielle clearly want to hook up too, and I feel yeah. like Danielle and Alex end up you know, hooking up.
0: Right. There's drama there for sure. Yeah. Um, also, in case we were wondering, I looked it up and the first season of Winter House was six episodes and the second was nine. Okay. So, so we we'll don't, see how we long wow. this one is. Okay. Um, and then um, we get Schwartz talking about uh coming to town. He looks tired in his confessional. Yes. He said that him and S- Sandoval had planned to come it was like this was going to be their big gift to themselves after Schwartz and Sandy's opened. Right. Um, And he, when he gets to the house, he gets on the floor and kisses the ground.
1: Yeah. I mean, I thought just remembering what it was like to be in Scandaval territory <laughs> and, and what that probably felt like for him. I mean, he was getting, you know, he was just as vilified almost as yeah. Sandoval at the time. So I do think I I understand why he's like so happy to be out of there for at least two weeks.
0: He said he felt like he was having an identity crisis. Um, Yeah.
1: I also, I mean, controversially, I like now can barely get in the mindset to when we were all hating Schwartz. Like, no offense to all of us, but like, does, we don't, as a society feel that way anymore right
0: I think some people do but probably generally not right
1: yeah I'm just like I it's interesting to go back to it and and feel those feelings and how he felt about it because I remember I mean yeah he was hated very hated he says I feel like a side character in someone else's movie yeah which is true (laughs) totally but now I don't feel like culturally we feel that way about him at all anymore
0: No, he'll always weasel out people just love him including me
1: me too. Yeah, he's just so charming and you can watch like in the scenes coming up, it's like he's just so charming to everyone. And I'm sure Danielle ends up fully on his side I by mean, the end of this. Talk thing.
0: about desexualized. Like he definitely doesn't try shit this whole time. Like he's just like milling around the house. Right. Yeah, but isn't
1: there a scene where they show him like going into the bathroom oh, with uh, Katie and like she throws out bra? her
0: bra? Yeah, maybe so. Yeah. Maybe so. So I don't know. Um did you see on Watch What happens that um, Andy asked Kyle um to rate sandoval uh his singing voice yeah 6.9 yeah he said that uh he rises to the occasion yeah
1: i think that was a diplomatic answer yeah 6.9 is kind of low
0: yeah fair though and then he gave um they asked if he thinks carl regrets breaking off his engagement and he said zero percent
1: yeah I mean, I, I I figured that because it's just such a hard thing to do and he's already confronted like the worst of it. It's like, why would you ever go back once you've already done it?
0: I mean, remember how like planning the wedding almost like brought Kyle and Amanda to the brink? Yeah. Remember he was like, I'm dealing with other shit right now. Like he was like having a full <laughs> mental breakdown planning his wedding. Yeah. Imagine like a month before just scrapping it. After all of that. And we're going to see
1: all of that on like, Summer I House. can't that wait. Yeah, I sorry.
0: literally, if anything, Winter House has just got me excited for Summer House. And I mean,
1: I, I think that these are the shows we're going to be watching until uh, Vanderpump and Summer House are back on. Yeah. Until the golden era is back. Yeah. So.
0: Usually when I was looking up the episode order, they usually run till like end of the year. Yeah. So then in January or February, we'll have Summer House and okay. Vanderpump.
1: And we clarified our feelings on Winter House enough.
0: <laughs> I think so. I think it was okay. I think it'll be fun. Um it's really just like light. It's You know?
1: Yeah, it, it's it's supposed to be well, summer house, like you said. Summer house <laughs> originally was people letting their hair down. Yeah. Metaphorically, blowing off steam,
0: leaving the city Leave. their you know, 9 to 5 and, and
1: hooking up as yeah. a friend group going and letting the the party take over you and Come what may. What's the expression? Like, let what happens happen. And you're right. It got. It became more of Vanderpump Rules where, like, mm-hmm. these are established relationships mm-hmm. and they're more like, they're less party oriented. Winterhouse is trying to bring that single party energy back.
0: Yeah. At first, I was like, it really felt just like a vehicle for them to push the shows that they yes. want. But I think it might just shake out to be fine.
1: I, f- I felt the same way. I was like, don't push these people on me that i don't want to see i want craig and austin and sierra and Paige back but ultimately when i just met katie malia brian and alex i'm glad to know their personalities even jordan i was like i like jordan too yeah like i'm glad you introduced me to these people totally so it's just it's just if i guess they have a good casting barometer they know who's going to work well
0: right yeah all right well should we make our final pit stop at the snoozorama? that was the Roni reunion part one?
1: Yeah, so do you <laughs> you agree with the world and with me that that reunion part one was a snooze slog?
0: I mean, like we were saying, what would they talk about? Mm-hmm. There was nothing to talk about.
1: Yeah, Um. so I thought that... This was 54 minutes and I thought the this whole thing could have been condensed to like the introductions or the first part of a typical reunion. I felt like it was yeah. elongated to yeah. a full part because I don't think anyone could imagine a world where Roni only got one part. It would be admitting <laughs> that this was a full-blown failure. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, if the first season gets one part, so I felt like in the need and desire to make this two parts they really had to pad this thing out with almost 30 minutes of inconsequential shit that had nothing to do with the actual season and what we witnessed
0: right yeah it was kind of just like i don't even know what the hell they said like it was just (laughs) like they went through aaron's shit first and they made her whole package about her sex life like it was just like her and her husband commenting on sex life and i was like that's what we got from her persona.
1: Yeah. And I didn't, that wasn't really like the thing I took away. And if anything, I don't really want to know more ab- no. about Aaron and Abe's sex. I mean, she was like, and Andy was like, well, Aaron, you've got it hard. You have to satisfy all your family and you have to satisfy your husband. And it's like, and they show Abe. It's like, they show all this I'm clips. Scared. He's like, I want sex. <laughs> I want sex. Yeah. Blowjobs should be on the regular. Yeah. I need it. I feel bad for Aaron. <laughs> I need it so bad. And it's like, I don't, I, please, please stop talking about this. Totally. Right?
0: Yeah. And then just every like seven minutes uba would like interject (laughs) some shit from the side and be like jen alliance is a fucking bitch (laughs) will
1: andy address all of these side bombs as he called them yeah will he he address that uba said (laughs) that uba said that no one wanted jen on the show that aaron Cyan, and bryn didn't want
0: she like yeah she couldn't help herself like They showed that Aaron works with Frederick Eklund from Million Dollar Uh Listing. Right. And they're like, he's just like you saw on TV. And and Uba goes, unlike Jenna Lyons. And you're like, what? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Jenna's like, excuse? Okay. So it was
1: like Uba had six things she wanted to say. And she didn't know (laughs) properly reunion etiquette of when to say them. Because Andy specifically said, we're going to get to that. Right. But um, what did you think? So... Uh, Uba hurled an accusation at Jenna. That Jenna is not who she appears on camera. Right. I felt like Jenna's response was very um, ambiguous, uh-huh. not very clear. I didn't really understand what Jenna was saying. And also to me, it was a rare opportunity for Jenna who has had no conflict yeah. and nothing really going on for her except advertising her love scene eyelashes. Yeah. She's wanted to stay out. She finally got one thing given to her from UBA and I just it like landed like a fucking thud like it's just like what'd you say She's like I'm a victim I understand that you can be a victim when I'm powerless in these situations but still also be powerful it's like all right, I don't know what that meant.
0: <laughs> Word salad. It, to, to me, it did. Yeah, did, did it read like that to you? I mean, I just wrote down Jenna miserable. Yeah, she hates it. <laughs> let it come on, Let her off the show. It's like she's been called in to like testify or something. Yeah, like but she's I, I, like- I thought. I thought even with
1: this, with this very clear accusation that like you could rebut in a snappy way yeah. or a fun way or do something with yeah. it. It's just, it just like, uh, uh I don't know. It just like died on the vine. I'm like, I don't really know what you said, Jenna. Is it true or not? Are right. you very powerful? Do you treat your employees like shit and then you're going on claiming you're a victim? Right. Do you do that baby voice all the time that <laughs> Brent accused you of and then they edit it out to make you look better? Like it just was like one thing. I felt like Jenna could have a moment and she just, it, it was just like what she's done in the past. It just, no, she was it, like be-
0: completely mute the entire time and then also just the fact that they um brought up the cheese thing again that needed to include evidence which was a podcast segment which i was like is that the first time that someone's played podcast audio from their phone as evidence i feel like it's usually written evidence Um,
1: Yeah, i I mean and andy permitted it i know i was um, like oh
0: she has it queued up and then Um,
1: you know we still like I, i mean we still don't understand it. I don't give a fuck. Aaron ha- w- w- yeah, I don't, it's one of those things, I don't care. And I don't, <laughs> wow, I feel like sigh I know. I don't care. I don't care. But if care. I keep talking about it, I still don't understand it. I, I still don't understand. Right. At all. What happened? Aaron said that Sai made fun of the cheese, even though she said she didn't. And then It's over
0: yeah it sounded it's just like not worth anything like it sounds no. like aaron was like no. repeated it saying that she was like no. is this all you're gonna have and then it sounds like in reality she said like will there be food or just l- snacks you know uh, the jenna stuff with about her mom was sad um slightly interesting but not really um, <laughs> well
1: yeah i think that's a good way to <laughs> say it. it's just okay yeah, like I was, I'm I'm sad. And I, I actually liked that Jenna offered, like she said, I was kind of on autopilot because this hor- horrible thing did happen right before filming. Like yeah, I understand. Like a month. But I also feel like Andy let a lot of leeway for stuff that was outside of the show to be a part of this reunion um, mm-hmm. because there wasn't a lot to, to work with. Yeah. In my opinion.
0: Yeah. Um, like that's the thing is like, uh, like everyone's, thing that they have like all they have to work with is their like trauma from mm-hmm. the past which you know is real and could be interesting but it feels like all we have like it's like not necessarily like relevant to the show yeah and um, also me.
1: It, it's like it's almost i don't know what this i forget the word but it's like it makes me feel like i am responsible for <laughs> liking it because uh-huh. of what they're the offering serious to topics like i feel bad it's like yeah it's like Oscar bait in a way. I'm like, "Man, I want to talk shit about this reunion cuz it's so boring and I didn't like the season at all and this is just exactly what I th- expected." But then you're also talking about how horrible everything is and I feel bad. I'm like, "I'm sorry. I have I, to learn that and I I feel so bad for you all." But I know. but is that is that what we're coming to for as an audience for this season? Is that is it helping us get past things I guess if that was in addition to a very vibrant fun entertaining cast like yeah if, if Ramona told us that you know her mom had died in the off offseason we were dealing with that but also there were the high highs yeah. I just feel like Andy is making us sort of like feel bad that we would dismiss this important <laughs> important show sure. you, you, do, do you see what I mean
0: totally like it's just sort of like bogged down in these uh, emotional areas that I yeah. don't know. It just I, I, it yeah. feels like a different show. Um, I feel like
1: Brynn is completely, you know, flopping on her alliance with Aaron and Sai, and mm-hmm. is like just kicking to the them to the curb now that she sees the tides turning on Jessel and yeah. is pretending like she was never a part of the Jessel bullying. Right. Calling her forgettable, talking shit about her behind her back, talking shit about Povit. I'm sure. Right. She even kind of talked shit about Povit. I felt when she said oh, Povit's like the seventh housewife. <laughs> yeah. I, f- I sense some like shade in that. In
0: totally. My- um, I did like though that out of the trauma stuff came. Um, So it was like Jenna was crying about her mom, then Bryn was crying about her family. Then Uba was crying about her mom. Then Sai brought up her mom and was saying that, um, you know, she comes off as like harsh because she, you know, she revealed that she says that she's broken inside and doesn't want to share that with people and doesn't want to like get emotional around women or whatever. And Andy was like, how's that working for you? She was like, I think it's working. And he was like, okay. yeah." <laughs> and I was yeah. like, yeah, I'm like, You need to, like, work on that because it's fucking awful to watch. Yeah. What did
1: you think when um, Bryn and, you know, Bryn and Cy are are feuding because of the Connecticut gate or whatever? What about when Bryn said, Cy, I can't hear you from all the way down there? (laughs) That was funny. But it was funny. But Bryn (laughs) is only one seat. Um, <laughs> up from her on the other side yeah. it's not that big of a difference in my opinion yeah
0: i was listening to Sai on keep it the podcast and he um ira asked her he was like were you surprised when you saw the seating chart and she went nah yeah. <laughs> she was like there's six seats and i got one of them i was like sure
1: yeah right you haven't thought about that at all Sure. yeah um, <laughs> she always
0: does that she goes nah yeah and i'm like shut up <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah like I, I guess you you want people to care about something yeah like, I, she I,
0: always I, just acts like she doesn't care and i'm like yeah. you just revealed you're broken inside you admitted it you admitted it right
1: <laughs> um what did you think about uh andy probing uh jessel about the fact that she potentially moved for show the show because the timeline right. like seems perfectly
0: that was interesting because if anything that's a blight on the production
1: yes that's <laughs> yes yes I was like, why is Andy asking this? First of all, I assume he knows that I think <laughs> Jessel had been on a short list for a lot of different cities. Right. And, or you know, Dallas, potentially LA, they liked Jessel. Yeah. And then finally when New York opened up, they're like, do you want to move to New York and be a part of this cast if it works out for you? Yeah. But why is Andy calling her out for that? It's like, you're, you are you are trying to break the fourth wall on your own casting decision so that she'll admit, and then you're making her look bad for like defending production to try to keep the secret for them.
0: It was weird. And then she was saying that her twins were born in LA and then they realize they need to be closer to family, but her family lives in London. So then he's like, why don't you move to London then? And she was like, we'll see. And then he goes, are you waiting for Real Housewives yeah. of London?
1: But it was so mean for him to be like, why don't you move to London? Like, right. why don't you leave <laughs> this show that you're the best cast member on and go to London? Like, it was like, I, don't, right. I didn't understand what... I, I, I guess in his defense or if I'm trying to create a defense for him, it was such a topic of the audience and he wanted to do his due diligence and make sure he brought it up, but he's the wrong person to be voicing those opinions because it reflects badly on him and on Bravo. Totally. If if she moved specifically because she was casted on the show. And
0: like, I think it was Brynn that brought up like a good point where it's just like, yeah, like, if you can move for an opportunity, like if you don't mind moving and you're like, I can do my business in New York and actually it is close to my parents and I'll get this income stream, then it's like, that's not that like juicy of a thing. Yeah,
1: yeah. Andy, do you want Jessel to move? (laughs) In second season, you got that cast without Jessel? Like, would that be, you think that would be a good decision?
0: Right. And then they're just still giving her shit about her sex life. Um, But
1: then they're also saying we never said anything. Right. We never accused, we never
0: insinuated that Povet cheated. Right. Well, first that says that, but then she goes, I'm just saying like from the outside looking in, it just feels like you guys don't have a connection, which is like so fucking rude.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But then also like, um, I'm, you know, ride or die for Jessel. But then also I, I which I said this last week, Jessel's like, I feel like husbands are (laughs) off limits. Like we shouldn't talk about a a relationship. And I just don't agree with that at all. No,
0: that's dumb. But what she did do, which was golden, which she should have done sooner was bring up the capital P word postpartum because it's like, Fuck you, bitches. You don't support women. Yeah. How fucking dare yes. you? You don't know what I was going through physically, mentally, or otherwise. Like, you guys are skanks. Yep. And go fuck yourselves. Yeah.
1: <laughs> she got him with that. They look bad. They're also... They're they're retracting their statements. Like, they're yeah. trying to look less bad uh, surrounding everything about Jessel yeah. at this point.
0: Also, um, when they were talking about um, Jenna and, you know, that she was... Brave on camera for, um, you know, bringing up her disorder and all that. When Bryn was like, yeah, you're like over here, like popping your teeth out. I was like, oh, okay. yeah." <laughs>
2: like, <I know. laughs>
1: uh,
0: that was just all these conversations are very weird. Yeah, and it was
1: hard. It's hard. to. It didn't. Uh, yeah, it was really a mess. And right. um, I feel like I don't know if we're like winding down. But finally, as Jessel starts to get, um, you know, starts to get activated against Aaron and Psy finally it's like as she's starting her you know um argument against them like right. the, the episode ends and it's like so part 2 is really all we care about because right. we get the you know this showdown between yeah. Jessel and Aaron and Psy and it should be Bren but Bren for some reason was good at throwing stones and hiding her hand
0: right um yeah, it's, it was interesting that it was revealed that Sai like, didn't talk to Bryn this whole time leading up to the yeah. reunion. And Andy was like, what about all the photo shoots and stuff? Right. She was like, yeah, no, she, like, did not talk to me. Right. Um, so it was funny that she then just apologized. And then Bryn like, sobbed because she was like, I've been waiting, like, a year for you to apologize. Um, yeah. But, yeah. Did you like Pavit's TikTok?
1: Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> oh, man, it was, like exactly what you said the bit he like brought out the like unassailable great PR move or whatever that's called like it was just perfect yeah he did his full like why he loves to fly first class which I, I didn't even know you were you were a huge advocate of why it's awesome
0: totally and I didn't even
1: understand it it was so cool
0: no I mean and he that- flipped it on him yeah that um especially that level of international first class i'm like yeah i would do that for if i got a bargain fare for sure and
1: then also his love of food is now makes so much more sense because it's like when they were calling him on the fried chicken council or whatever it's like no <laughs> he's the street food association he's a foodie yeah and he goes to vietnam specifically to like try because he knows the food culture there right. so well it was like a anthony bourdain totally. you know type of thing which Uba i thought should great. do
0: a collab with him yeah like be- Povits peanut sauce
1: next season if they are for some reason (laughs) permitted you know everyone is going to be trying to get on jessel's side i mean she's going to be the the victor of this entire thing
0: totally um yeah so um oh also just that quick comment about um when Bryn says that she's heard Sai talking shit all over town about her being like a whore and not knowing what her job is or whatever. And she goes, you know what my job is. I signed your contract for a Vino baby. It, and then Sai's uh, like, in 2017? And I was like, what does that mean? Like, what? <laughs> like, yeah, huh? Yeah. <laughs>
1: Like, I said it, There I was go. an
0: Aveno baby contract in 2017 that Bryn worked on, probably the client side, and then Cy <laughs> did a spawn for them. Yeah,
1: it, that was just one of those things that was thrown out where I just didn't understand because it was so unstructured what was going right. on. I, I just, I, I, I also don't believe that Cy was calling Bryn a slut and a whore behind the scenes. Right.
0: I mean, but you never know. Sometimes she snaps. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Maybe I, I guess.
0: But um, yeah. That's about that. Um, <laughs> yeah I, I'm trying to think if there, if Cy said anything else good on keep it, but she was kind of just like not owning anything. She was saying that people need to give them a chance because it's only been one season and that she thinks that they're a perfect group, a perfect to group. move forward. So she
1: does want to be on the show. I guess. I mean, she does. I mean, I know Aaron does more than anything. I know Brynn does more than anything. Jana does not. Absolutely no. not. And I really didn't think Sai was having fun on the show. It, I
0: feel like I will strike me down dead if Jenna signs on again. Can she, you even imagine? She, she can't.
1: I mean, it's the worst of both worlds. She doesn't <laughs> want it. And I do feel like the audience is starting to say, I don't know if this is the best fit for Jenna, right? I mean, yeah. we're not in the minority saying that, are we?
0: No, I mean, we posted, we talked about this before and posted it on TikTok and most of the comments agreed. Some people say, like disagree, love Jenna, or some would say, like love Jenna, but yeah, not for the show. Love
1: Jenna, or whatever. We, we love Jenna too. I don't. I'm not. It's not. um It's not a slight on her humanity or her personality. Yeah, just, it's just there are some people that just their personalities don't read well, and they're not good in this type of environment. Do She's you think? conflict averse. She doesn't want to be right. in these situations.
0: Right, and it seems like she is still fragile from like everything that's been going on in her life and she just gets kind of like upset whenever anything like trying happens and um i don't know do you think that her bethany clause was better negotiated because it doesn't seem worth it to go through this hell if they're getting like the bethany clause 50 percent or whatever
1: i think that they still have um, authority or whatever written approval to where they can cut them down. There's probably like the amount of scenes they can show it, or like right. one or two. There's some, probably some stipulation of how much could be seen, but they can also cut it down. We know that from Bethany, like they didn't have a percentage of her business, but they cut her down specifically so that she couldn't just advertise all the time, right? But I, if I was Jenna Lyons, I would not think that the love scene arc was powerful enough to justify being on this show, no,
0: like. I didn't buy that shit.
1: No, me neither. And I just, I forgot about it and it was just so too few and far between. And, um, I also think it's like, why are we, uh, why am I supportive of someone who specifically said they went on the show to promote their business? Right. That's not fun. No. Like I'm not, I'm not like that much of a capitalist that I love (laughs) to see someone promote their business all the time.
0: Right. I bet she was, they wanted her so bad that they let her negotiate Why? like a chunky, nice deal for herself. Cause she was like, I will literally the only reason I'm doing it is yeah. for that. So can I, you, I'm like so, she probably red marked that contract, like yeah. up the asshole.
1: I'm so removed from her personality apart from this, that I just like, I do not know her from anything. And I like, I just couldn't imagine the decision to cater to her, to beg for her to be on and and permit anything she wants to get her on because like ultimately what did she give you
0: right i mean i wanted to know more about when she was advising uba about whether or not to go public with her hot sauce i'm like that's like the only thing that like I want to know about Jen Alliance is how like, like what her business prowess is, you know what I mean? Like yeah, because yeah. she's not giving us anything personal. I'm
1: not yeah, I'm not a huge like I don't really find that much joy in in their business, but I guess, yeah, if she's going to offer something, it would be cool to her to use that business acumen maybe to help Uba.
0: She should be on Shark Tank. That yeah, know,
1: I, I I said it last week. I could see her on any other show, and I would probably like it. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's just in this environment. I I feel like we know what works and what doesn't, and I just don't. And also, I just like you said, I can tell she's miserable. She doesn't like it. Yeah. So why would you you want her to do it? No. Andy also gave her credit for being. He said the first person to wear jeans, or the first person in a hundred <laughs> reunions to wear jeans, and he forgot about um
0: the OC housewives right. that's she brought that up on Watch what and she was like actually if you watch the oh, really? first um orange county uh reunion which is in vicky's backyard right. and with they're no wearing Andy. right they are wearing what they called sky tops right. those like satin um halter tops with bejeweled yeah halters with jeans right um so she couldn't even get that title right <laughs> <laughs> yeah. did you We're... watch um luann and um Dorinda. No, I don't know watch what, what the hell I was
1: thinking. That, like that would have been my dream. I just didn't. There was just so much. You for should us. watch it on okay.
0: Peacock. But they go. What do you think about um, Jenna wearing jeans to the reunion? And Luann's like one must dress for the reunion.
1: Oh, wow. Okay, <laughs> like, good. Derinda's right. Dorinda's
0: like, maybe different jeans. Like they were both like, nah. Whoa. all right. Yeah, I'm glad they were honest about that. <laughs> yeah, and they were like bickering the entire time. It was very funny.
1: Was Andy so gleeful and beaming to yes. be in their presence that he regrets everything he's ever done in <laughs> maybe. his life?
0: Ramona was in the audience too. And I, he was like, you guys are aging in reverse. Each time he has
1: a powerhouse <laughs> from Roni on Watch What Happens Live, he also had, um, I forget who, just six months ago or whatever, that he Probably
0: was... Probably Sonya and Lu-Man. Yes. So, yeah, he
1: was, he was blown away by their power. <laughs> he it's was like, obsessed
0: Andy, with Crappy Lake.
1: Yeah. It's like, Andy,
0: yeah, you did this. <laughs> this is what you lost. Yeah. I mean, at the very least, he could have just stuck with the legacy and reboot idea. Like...
1: He should have. I mean, no. I mean, won't. we're
0: gonna have to see what this girl's trip is like too, because that's coming up. Oh God, when is that on?
1: <laughs> it's like in it's like in December or January. Okay. We got a little bit of time. All right. Well, what we what did we do? Good. <laughs> Was this good, you
0: guys? Are we good?
1: Was this? Come on, <laughs> hey, we don't get any more positive feedback. What the hell? You know who's a good community? I've been meaning to say this. YouTube community.
0: Ooh, um, love those comments. We get
1: wonderful comments on YouTube. So. Well we get one, oh I mean our Villa Rosa VIPs give us the best uh, comments yes. in the world. I mean those are the best. But YouTube, I didn't even know I you know for some reason I don't think of us as, you know, on YouTube, but I love being on YouTube and I love yeah. those thoughtful, wonderful comments.
0: Yeah, I love the comments and also like when I go to the Patreon, um I'm like I would join this page anyway. You say that to myself. You do? Like don't you think it's fun? Like oh. I would want to be in there?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, so it's it's great, but give us positive feedback. I mean, we still need it. If it's negative feedback, bite your tongue. Keep it. <laughs> Keep it. We cannot, Amy and I both, we can't hear anything. We're anymore. on
0: the brim of freaking out at all
1: times. Absolutely. This is a one-way system. In comes good, nothing out, or nothing bad out. What's One time,
0: someone commented <sighs> on TikTok that we have bad taste and it shows, and I hear uh, it in my, my nightmares. <laughs> Oh, it was
1: worse. For some reason, we got on the Roni lovers uh, TikTok algorithm and we were talking shit about Roni like on episode 10. And they were like, this is one of the best shows of all time. You guys are boomers and you're old as hell and only young people like this show. And it's like, I just felt
0: like they were calling me ugly. Like I I was like, "Ah, yeah. ah."
1: And like and i looked at myself in that and i i looked personally like complete shit and i was like okay well i know i, I think it.
0: i think it was the time we were like so hungover, and i was like we do look like shit no, no i
1: looked at it and i had uh um ice, ice um, on my head and i wasn't speaking uh, I, my eyes were closed
0: we were I, like hung over and it was like 105 degrees outside and like Yeah, I was like. I mean, you know what? Fine. So, you you don't know us like that. To be
1: honest, I'll grade myself. I honestly, <laughs> I and I don't want you to say you. Please don't say anything bad. But I honestly fe- felt I'm sorry to say I felt a little tired today. We had some good moments, but I felt a little. I felt like like under the weather. So I hope it still was yeah. you know fun and had merit.
0: I think BravoCon next week. Will give us a boost, yeah, or we'll be just really, really tired. <laughs> <laughs> but at
1: least we'll have anecdotes and fun. Totally. And, um, I I think we we adhere to the model of one for them and one for us. Yeah. And this one maybe, was for us.
0: Maybe um we can do some sound clips on the ground. Yeah. In the moment that we can play oh. and do sort of like a review. Yeah. Um, episode. Uh, yeah, like a weeks. little
1: like um. Yeah, yeah. Some like, like a this American here, life. We're
0: here right now, and Kyle Cook. Cook is at the bar. Yeah, and we're gonna ask him if he'll do a shot with us. Yeah, he cut off his mullet, <laughs> and his new haircut looks amazing. Andy loves his mullet.
1: He does, but you know, he, I thought it was he was kind of saying like, when will the mullet end?
0: But he was like, it does look great. Yeah.
1: He you know? said it looks great in person. Yeah. But I felt like Kyle and everyone in his life is saying like, how much longer will this last?
0: I also like that they're doing a tease on Winter House of a pregnancy test when we know goddamn oh. well that that's not happening.
1: Right. That That is a huge detriment to shows that like are six months old. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, yeah. I was just well. like,
0: well, I don't need to worry about that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not at all. Okay. Well, what? What? I mean, what? B minus this episode? Yeah. <laughs> eh
0: 6.9 point. oh we can't get that That that's way too low 8.5 8.5 all right
1: good okay not yeah okay we love you so much I mean I don't think there's anything else to say we I mean come on we recapped everything and we provided what insightful takes
0: goddamn near three hours
1: yeah near three hours and Amy and I love you even when we're at our wit's end we still it doesn't Mean that we don't love you any less. We love you so much. Yeah. And then next week we have one more episode in real time before BravoCon. Right. Yes. One more.
0: One day before. Like well, ho- it'll air next Friday, which is the oh. first day of BravoCon. So what Con. we need
1: to be very adherent to talking about how when you hear this, we'll be at BravoCon. Yes. You know what? We also didn't talk about how scary this month is at all. We like
0: completely dropped
1: off all monster talk. That's next week is going to be like a Halloween episode
0: it'll be past
1: it'll be november 1st yes okay well whatever well we'll talk about monsters Second. next week cuz a lot of people have been saying they've been talking about frankenstein and their favorite monsters or whatever and i <laughs> kind of feel bad to let them all down but
0: did you hear trump talking about silence of the lambs
1: yeah he, he was said, like
0: silence of the lambs
1: yeah oh, he said it just like that and he <laughs> said that um he said that hannibal lecter is a huge fan <laughs> of trump and i was like
0: i was like the killer himself I not like, is is he, anthony hopkins yeah i was
1: like does he like that
0: Lecter likes him <laughs> lector is a coastal elite erudite don't you think
1: yeah he's kind of well a huge part of Lecter's sensibility <laughs> is that he gets co- offended by people who are uncouth yeah so is that sort of why Lecter? Which interview did Lecter give that was around 2016 to promote Trump? I don't
0: know. He's like from beyond the grave. Like well, vote, he's not make America great again, Clarice. Why would he? Okay.
1: Well, you know what? I don't want to. Let's think about
0: this. The Hannibal minute. I'm just
1: wondering where. What interview did Trump see? That Lecter specifically uh, pledged his allegiance to Trump. I
0: don't know. He also was talking about whales, but he, instead of thinking about the country, he thought it was about whales in the sea. He's all turned up.
1: Trump is. Turned around. Well, speaking of scary <laughs> you just scared me to my core so, <laughs> it's time to go <laughs> all right well we love you it's two hours and 57 minutes we can't belabor this to three hours we love you what else to say can we prom- you were to promote our patreon oh yeah i know one got one thing to say that uh, that needs to be talked about <laughs> if you're on youtube sorry the garbage cans are uh the garbage people are here but we have
0: beautiful merch right now look on youtube yeah, we'll post all over social media as Everyone. well.
1: Go on YouTube right now. Look at Amy and I. I know you want to see what we look like today. And look at our merch. Uh, uh, Amy is wearing the beautiful, wonderful Kristen Doty. This thing, <laughs> this thing is the best seller. I said yeah, it last week. Sure. This thing is like. Uh, far and away the best seller Frank Catania I don't know where people's love is for Frank we've only sold about <laughs> bottom two <of> them. seller <laughs> bottom seller but I love Frank if you want to support Frank get this shirt but anyway look on YouTube I think these things are fun I think it's one of the best things we've ever done yep
0: we've got also Craig Dorinda and Jiggy Jiggy yep so go buy some merch so that we can buy drinks at BravoCon next week because otherwise our account will be underfilled.
1: Underfilled for sure. And also, if these things do good, I mean, there's no limit to how many Bravo celebrities we can put on a shirt. I mean, you might be wondering why the hell we chose these first five. Well, get ready.
0: Are you a little afraid of running into one of them while wearing it and for them to hand us a cease and desist on the spot?
1: Yeah, I was definitely worried that they would be like, Am I getting any uh, money from that? But also, I thought um, I would do a
0: licensing deal with one of them if they promise to promote.
1: Me too. I'm just I'm making a lot of mic sounds now because I'm getting comfortable. But um, I assume if we do go up to like Frank or Kristen and we're wearing these, they might just think that we're wearing bootleg. Right. shirts that were created and that-
0: you know what we should have done it's the, the way when you leave like the hollywood bowl or the greek or any yeah. concert how the bootleggers are outside with the janky t-shirts that are sometimes better oh and yeah and you cheaper. Know?
1: and like and what's the difference really between a shirt
0: like we should have just bought like a large quantity and just hawked them outside of all the panels
1: you know my shame barometer <laughs> i i am somewhat shameless but even that to me is uh, I think a little too much yeah I don't like to sell stuff
0: (laughs) well please buy these shirts (laughs) but
1: but contrary to that I am uh yeah contrary to that please for the love of god they are conversation starters they're fun beware they're fun I'm not even I I think this is fun to support Frank Catania and Kristen Doty and Jiggy totally well (laughs) you said it couldn't be done three hours how could Amy and Riley ever do that but we did it (laughs) We love you so much. Sleep good tonight. One week until um, the next episode, and then it's BravoCon time, and that'll be powerful. Okay, sleep good tonight. We love you so much.